Woo! Yeah, it's fine. Get on. Get hit your mark, Bianca. Please. Wow. Um, you guys. Guys. Somebody pointed out. Oh yeah, my buddy. Um, my buddy Brian pointed out. Uh, that he's like, I hadn't seen him. Right. I was in New York and I hadn't seen him. He's like, but I feel like I see you because I listen to every episode. Oh, that's and I was so like, nice. Yeah. And uh, Brian, Brian, the danger mouse, the producer. Oh, um, so he's a big deal. Hey, Brian. Um, and uh, he uh, he's a good he's a good guy. And and he's like, that's the, you do that like every week. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's a lot of work. I'm like, no fucking kidding. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Um, uh, say this is this like the most like the steadiest job you've had. This is like- the worst <laughs> This reminds me of a Jerry. I heard that when Jerry Seinfeld was doing Seinfeld, he was driving to work one day, and he at like and he's in traffic, and he's like, "Didn't I work my whole life to not have to do this?" <laughs> and then you're just fucking some schnook, right? In tra- traffic like a fucking dork, Schlepping. you fucking dork. Um, speaking of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I was, uh, let's, I, I, um, I, Tuesday, we recorded this Monday. Yes. Tuesday, I directed a commercial, which I'll get into more later with, uh. Do we get to know who? Did I tell you who? No. Robert Downey Jr.? Uh-oh. RDJ? RDJ. RDJ. Is he cool? He's great. Yeah. He's great because, um, uh. Mm-hmm. We talked on the phone for like an hour before we were like, just he wants to vet people because he fucking, you know, he's right. got a brand to protect. <laughs> and uh, we talked on the phone for an hour. He hadn't seen three mics. I hadn't seen due date. <laughs> so I was like, we'll do an exchange. And uh, honestly, he watched three mics way before I watched due date. <laughs> he watched three mics that night. I waited to gave. I made. I made that cocksucker wait four days. Um, and so once it's people are good. Uh, he's it's just good dude. He was fun. He's funny. He's you know, he's. Uh, he, I can't even explain. He's just a good. He's what you think he's like. Uh, do we get to know for what brand? No. Okay. Um, it'll be out. He's got a movie coming out. It's involved with that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, um, it's not like a masterpiece or nothing. Fine. You're good. I I know, but my commercial. You know where commercials end up? Somewhere between cute and good job. <laughs> That's the sweet oh, spot shit. for commercials. Good job. They're oh shit. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Oh shit. Um, then Wednesday night, I flew to New York City. To write a sketch for Saturday Night Live. The premiere. Colin Jost. Uh, me and Jost write sketches together. I pitched him a sketch a couple weeks ago. He's like, work, let's do it. So uh, I just, then I text the producer and say, fly me in and everything. So I got there Wednesday at like 11. Me and Jost meet at 11. We write for about three and a half hours. Read through of the sketches is at four. Jost is the worst procrastinator in the world that I was like, there's no, everyone else writes Tuesday night. And I was like, there's no point in me getting there. Right. The election night sketch we wrote for Chris and Dave. We wrote that Wednesday morning after waiting all Tuesday night. Uh, the sketch we wrote for Aziz, we didn't write till Wednesday morning. So I was like, I'm not even going to bother. Right. Write the sketch. Long story short, I think they're going to do it 
week after next because it was there was a lot of currents in terms of uh so then i ended up writing on that um town the 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 democratic town hall it's such a funny sketch thank you bianca it was so you didn't good. even know i worked on it i didn't and, i've been telling and, people to watch it and your friend it was right under your nose the whole time <laughs> um, i never knew it was a that place is crazy seems chaotic it's fucking crazy um and uh the it's so i was it's there was somebody that we had to write eight pages for joe somebody to play joe biden because they uh, maybe i guess woody wasn't sure if he wants like it was just it's a commitment he did so good he did great but it's a like if yeah. you play it then maybe you got to play it forever. forever like no one knows what the rules are right, right. so it was like so we had to write a bunch of versions, and then finally on Friday, we wrote. Um, oh no, I I don't even know what day was what. Honestly, maybe Thursday we had to get a draft done to send to Maya and Larry. Uh, David were already booked, so we had to like work backward from there, and then we, me, Joe, and a woman named Sudie Green, uh, wrote. A just wrote it and it was hard. It wasn't. It's it's just crazy. It seems it's, chaotic. It's crazy. It feels like I there's was, a better way to do all. I that. know, but they're kind of it. They're kind of is and they're kind of isn't. Right. Like okay. while it's haphazard, having Alec, Larry, David, so many people's uh, Maya, um, Kate. Who else was in it? Somebody else famous was in it. Like uh, a ringer. I don't know. Um, uh, but like having like booking them and then we're like, wait, are they? And then we have to, it's, that's all scrambly and last minute and so-and-so can't make it. And this person has right. to play be- like just a bunch of shit. This person's in Europe. Like, yeah. so there's no better way, but, uh, the, I really like sketch comedy. Yeah. Like, I just no, like it. No kidding. Like, I just like it. Like, I, it's the, and I talked to Larry David about it. Like, he was really good at, he, we were talking about stand up, and, and I was like, you're, you were really good at plot. Yeah. So the reason he's, Seinfeld's great and Curb is great is because he, he did for plot what, Chris and Chris was there. So I was like, what he did for stand up, you did for plot. Yeah. Rock was there. I was like, what Rock did for stand up, you did for plot. You revolutionized it in a way that, like, and you, and he personalized it. And he's like, because I have short attention span. He's like, I need to move the plot. And I was right. like, yeah. And that, no one was doing that. And that became your signature. So I get why you wouldn't do stand up. Right. You're really great at plot shit. And I'm very good at stand-up and sketches. So I don't want... I was like, I don't like narrative. Right, I just right. don't care about narrative. I don't like mix-ups. I told him the thing I said to Jerry, which is like, I rarely watch the show. And when I did, you guys were always arguing about a jacket. <laughs> and uh, and he laughed. And he was like, yeah, I, I, jackets are funny to me. Right. Um, There's so a it was few jackets. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was true. fun uh, to hang out with him. Maya... Rudolph's fucking killer. Um, Woody did great because in dress, like 
we had that like high beams joke. Like he went to the right. dentist and said, yeah. give me the high beams, Joe Biden. And then at dress, they cut to Woody and he's not smiling. So I was like, hey. Yeah, and then you need- got to give the most condescending notes to people where you're like, hey, when they cut to you, I got to see teeth, man. Right. It's like, <laughs> like there's uh, no and there's sorry no for the- romance to right. it. There's like, hey, fucking teeth, dummy teeth. Right. Um. <sighs> Uh, Maya was Maya was great. Do different people direct it every episode? No, there's a there's a there's a there's like a technical director. Yeah, it's like the technical cut. But here's another thing that you would think there's a better system. Yeah. So me and Sudi are doing rewrites, and at ten fifteen on Saturday, and she's like, "All right, you tell Maya her changes. Uh, you tell Woody and Maya their changes. I'll tell." Kate and someone, somebody else, their changes. And, and it's like, it's up to us. Right, <laughs> it's just a like, weird system. Like then you got to find Maya oh, and Lord. like, did anyone see Text Maya? Her. And then you have, it's like a fake movie about a sketch show where you're like, where's Maya? Oh my God. She's upstairs. Right. And, ding, 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 ding. and then you got to run upstairs. Well, it seems like it's very more similar to 30 rock than I know. I haven't, I never really watched 30 rock. So um, but everything is moving chaotic. Yes, where's that's every, like, cr- it's that's like the dumbest absolutely props walking by. Yeah. And uh, Tina and Polar were there. Um, and, they just uh, like chilling. I know they Polar were there again. This is how like old I am and how old everybody is. They were there because their teenage daughters, who I remember them being pregnant with, wanted to meet Billie Eilish. Oh, that's so funny. Um, And so we're just like, yeah, all right. This is where we are in life. Our daughter wants to meet you. Uh, So so then Woody needed a joke for. We made like a at, at in dress rehearsal. Everyone said their final thing, and it was right. the sketch was like twelve minutes and something. And it's like we can't do a twelve minute sketch. I don't know. Uh, and a bunch of them didn't work, so it was like, yeah. Um, and so Woody's we truncated to just another Barack callback, and Woody was like, "I need a joke here." Right. So it's like eleven fifteen. I'm getting anxiety. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. It's 11.15, so me and Sudi are, like, going back and forth. Like, we had a mean joke, which was, like, maybe uh, I'm inevitable like Thanos, except when I snap my fingers, I disintegrate. Um, (laughs) That's good. I know, but it's too fucking mean. Even the morgue joke, the Larry's, I'll get, well, let me finish this this, uh, Joe Biden joke. So, So we're going back and forth, and I'm like, maybe it's, like, an inverse Chappelle thing where he goes away. And instead of when he comes back, everyone loves him, everybody hates him. Because that's mm. kind of what happened to Joe Biden. I'm like, he was fine. He was and fine. Then, and then and then he came back and everybody's mad it's at him like now. Me. And then Sudi pitched the straw joke. She's like, he's like plastic straws. And like, cool. Uh, so then we go down to Woody's dressing room and he's getting changed. So Sudi, his door's closed. And we're like, we have, it's a, now it's, I'm not getting 1126. Sudi's like, like not breathing shallow, but like very stressed. Like Like, I told him I'd get this change in. If I don't, if he doesn't approve it, I can't get it onto cards. I was like, just get it onto cards. Fuck it. Just get it onto cards. 
Because I'm, I'm. I like love a, how like just people are just making decisions. I like, know. What else are you and gonna I'm do? And I'm a bit of a bossy, bossy bitch. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, know. Battle axe notice. takes New York. <laughs> uh, so I was like, put it on cards. Fuck it. Like I don't. What it's a good. Does job. everybody have cards? Yeah, everybody's cue cards for everything. Okay. So, um, so she goes in and she's like, all right, he's cool. And then she puts it on cards again, up to her <laughs> to put it on cards. I mean, she doesn't do the cards herself, but you tell Wally the card guy. Um, and then it got, it was the fucking killer joke of the sketch. Yeah. And like fucking that barely, barely got on. I like the odds of it, the amount of just pressure. It's not even, it's so much pressure. It's not even fathomable where it's like, Oh, it's so we much haven't, pressure. it's 11, 15 and we haven't written the best joke in the sketch yet. The funny thing is Saturday Night Live was, I guess, meant to prep these these green actors and comedians for, you know, proper network TV, but it feels more stressful than it's harder than anything you ever do. That's why people leave SNL and can be great. (laughs) Senator, Eddie Murphy, (laughs) anything, Adam Sandler, fucking Chris rock. uh, uh, You know, it's almost amazing that they have a show. Well, they always say Lauren always says they don't, they don't, they don't go live at 1130 because it's ready. They go on because it's 1130. It's not. There's no. No one finally goes. I think that'll. I think we're there. Hello, and NBC. Scene. We can start the tape. Right. Like, there's no. It's very haphazard. What's uh, the line of where do you draw the line of what's mean? Because the Cory Booker one is like kind of mean. D- go. Like, traffic. Basic. Go away. You're not. Oh, popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. But how do you say what's too far uh, and what's not? Because that was well, fine. there was Who just cares? a lot of old jokes uh, with with Biden and and Larry. Yeah. Um. In fact, I pitched the thing about they get they call nine one one and not for the ambulance for the morgue. <laughs> and I said to Larry, "I'm like that's cool," and he's like, "Yeah, it's great." And then he, but at dress, it got a little bit of a. It was like a little bit of a. Hey, that's a little rough. Like we're saying he's dying, <laughs> or people think he's dead. And then I was like, should we soften that? But it was just kind of like, I kind of forgot to bring it up again. <laughs> I wish it were more exact than that. Right. It's too mean a joke. We could have gotten out on 911. Right. Like they call 911. And then Larry, Larry also saved it with a smile. He goes, for the, uh, for the, uh, not for the ambulance, for the morgue. And right. Like and it's like, bu- okay. Uh, a goofy smile so that was helpful um the yeah like go watch it feelers yeah it was good um uh yeah it was just it was fun um is it fun doing it or is it no okay it wasn't fun it wasn't fun it, it, it would be really fun if I was younger and had was less accomplished. Yeah. It doesn't. I'm uh, like Tina and, and Amy were making fun of me. Like you finally got a job. It's high life. (laughs) Like, and I was like, guys, I'm a supervising producer. Like it's fucking, I finally did it. Um, like it would be, it's not, it's interesting, but it's, 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 uh, it's nice to do once every blue moon. Yeah, it's stressful. There's too many mitigating 
factors to make it pure joy. Um, Compared to the Chappelle show, like what was the process? Like how long did it take you guys to finish one episode? The processes are very different, but the fun of Chappelle show was, uh, it was just me and Dave. So the only, the only relationships I had to worry about was me and Dave. So it was just like, let's get these sketches yeah. as and funny then we'd, as possible. We'd shoot them and then we'd show them at a comedy club and then edit them based on how they did at the comedy club. So by the time we showed them at taping, we were pretty confident that they were going to work. That's funny. You showed them like to we just would a show random. Them, yeah, which is a part of it that I always forget about, but that was pivotal. So there was a lot of people who saw it before it ever came out. Yeah. There were people that would see, there were people that saw sketches like eat shit. Like the good <laughs> that sketches. That was like, not what that looked like. Racial draft at the comedy cellar and it fucking ate shit. Like the, as was, like as it aired. They were just, they didn't know it. They were like, it was like midnight. Dave <laughs> like, went on and was like, hey, I want, the people didn't know. It was before he even had a show. Yeah. Not that sketch, but we'd show, he'd be like, he'd do a show at Caroline's. People would go there to watch stand up and then and he like, would just show watch sketches. this video yeah and then they'd it's be like, a little pissed maybe right. not now they're not but well, like no. back then they were like i thought it was going to be stand up also um, now you'd have to make sure no one's recording of course it. of course um so that was now at Night live this week there were 15 relationships that i had to that had some level of tension oh God, to them which is like fuck that i'm just like worried about kate Kate uh, McKinnon, like, the, she didn't like one joke, so I'm like, uh, sorry. And then uh, it literally everyone, like Woody and like, hey, man, like, was I condescending when I said, show your teeth? Like, I yeah, you you don't know. Just, like, I don't, just there's like, just too fuck. many. Yeah, there's too many. Uh, we rehearsed the sketch I, me and Jost wrote. And that that was like there was a sexual element, so we have to we got rid of the set, and it was like that was a little tense, and we didn't like the set. So and I don't I don't feel I'm like hey the set's not looks kind of dumpy, but I'm like <laughs> fucking who are you? Dumpy um, set. And uh, and uh, then I feel bad for Jost and Che. Why? Because they're so overworked. Oh really? They're so. They me- just have the one thing. No, but they're the head writers and they have to do oh, updates. Yeah, so we're doing, um, we're doing, we're writing. So Che is writing the cold open with Trump. That was so funny. Yeah. Like, so he's writing that. We're writing the debate sketch. So that's like 24 minutes of fucking material right there. Um <sighs> And then, uh, then, then they have to. Then they're like, "Oh fuck! All right, so w- do we have jokes for update? Like, then right. they have to look at the jokes that the four or five writers write, and then we're looking at those on Friday night. And I feel bad just because I'm like, my friends are in trouble, <laughs> so I'm just like <laughs> helping them any way I can, like, like uh, trying to come up with pitches and shit. And again, at eleven, at ten thirty, I'm worried about the 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 um, I like this yeah story. i'm 10 30 i'm worried Fucking... about the town hall and getting a joke for woody and then joe's is like i have nothing to open with on update and i'm like uh, he's like can you think of anything that's like a summation i'm like all right 
Fuck um, that. Yeah. So, uh, and then. Is that the least concentrated on part? Do you think like they get all the leftovers because they're doing so much work? Is update the least concentrated on part? I on a week like that where it's so front heavy, yeah. where like Larry's flights booked, right? We're not cutting. I mean, that's not why they didn't cut it, but like, there's just like this has yeah, to. Yeah, there's written. not as much play yeah. to move. There, this has to get written. Um, so, uh, so at that point, it was just like my friends are in trouble. I'm just yeah, for real. Like I was just helping my friends. They Stay were afloat. in quicksand, and I was just like, "I, I have a stick. <laughs> I can help you. I, I don't. I should get the fuck out of here. I don't. Right? Even, what are you doing? Um, but, um, yeah. So that was uh, fraught, and then, and again, this is a thing where I'm so. If it meant more to me, if I wasn't like at so at the show. My friend James and Jamila came, the Jamila, the tall yeah. actress, and James, the tall musician. Um, they came, and I was like, let's go out on the floor to watch, I think, to watch my sketch. Or to watch the cold open. And um, so we go out on the floor, and then uh, I'm like bumping next to somebody, and I look, and it's DiCaprio. I'm like, oh, hey, man. Uh, and then... <laughs> And then Spielberg's there because he's friends with Lauren. Right. And you're just like, yeah, this would this would mean more to me if I fucking didn't have better. Sh- I if I wasn't right. I just you I don't know. right right right. Like this is not gonna be the next step. I just don't. Yeah, it's like I don't. I'm yeah. It's a weird thing of like I saw some troubled motorists and I pulled over and like helped helped help my motorist friends. Uh, up, raise a barn as they say in the Amish world yeah. uh, so but the sketch worked out and it was fun to work with Maya and it was fun to talk to Larry me and Larry are gonna make it have a take make take a shot at being friends see what happens like you know you do well with older guys well um, older than you though I'm trying to think of who else Jerry, who's the other one Jerry's old, Jerry, yeah they're both the same age they uh, are or no I, Larry's older, oh my but God. I'm saying like it's like what the hell I'm saying uh yeah, those guys. I like those guys. They're hilarious. But, but also, Larry David and Jerry, I was a doorman at a comedy club and thought, me and Chappelle could be that. I yeah. swear to God. Like, so yeah. they're not small figures in my life. Like, they're no, not. But it's hard to be if you really look up to someone. Yeah. There is but that. But that's like, again where be I my just friend? Don't. Yeah, no. You're... At this point, I'm like, I, we're what? both like, he goes like, I don't. Do anything. I was like, I you I promise you I do less than you. <laughs> I promise you. He's like, Yeah, I go I golf. You guys are very similar. Mm-hmm. Like that one episode on Curb where he accidentally tripped Jack and so no yeah. one everybody stopped asking him for favors and he was so happy. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> he also said something funny, which he'd said to Seth Myers that they were because I mentioned it. I was like, I'm you know, buddies with Seth, and he said he sees you in Martha's Vineyard. And that you, uh, him and Seth were there and Seth, Larry's been going there for years. And Seth goes, you like the beach? And Larry goes, no. He has a vacation home at the beach. Doesn't like the beach at all. This is the most Neil shit I've ever I know. And I was like, dude, I've never, Dove Davidoff, comedian, referred to sand as uh, white dirt. (laughs) And once you hear that, 
It's and I told Larry, I go, it's white dirt, and he goes, it's cold white dirt. <laughs> it's cold white. You guys dirt. are gonna be such good friends. I know, or or we don't. You know what I mean? Neither. He's, it's fine either way. Right. I know he's there. He's there. He's. You know it. where to find him. Yeah, he I, knows where I'll to find text you. Him. He said we're gonna. I think we both agreed we're gonna give it one shot. Oh my God, and if he so wants funny. to do something, we'll do it. If not, it's like looking into the future. Yeah. Yes. It's like yeah, I get it. I hear things he says, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> he used to say, Larry David, and I brought this so up to him, funny. I go, he he was a cab driver and he in New York in the 70s, and he said, every time I dropped someone off, I assumed I would never get another fare. <laughs> that would be the last one I ever, no one would ever hail me again. Which I, just because you go, okay. I don't know, it's haphazard. Oh. Why would it favor me? Oh, Why God. would chance you favor both? me? Yeah, no, it was a perfect observation. <laughs> was like- uh so so that was fun um uh jamila amir was there i talked to billy eilish and her brother um, she seems cool uh yeah yeah it was fine they're all musicians are so fucking weird yeah they're all weird There's, they're like insane. tattoo artists it's like yeah so weird you can't tell their social skills they're like they're worse than tattoo artists they're like animal trainers you ever deal with an animal trainer? Uh, no. Worst, weirdest fucking people on earth. They, they're, cl- they understand. Their musicians' first language is not English. Yeah. It's something true. else. So they're not, they are bad at talking. Um, animal trainers talk to animals. Animals talk to, I mean, they're, they are better at talking to monkeys than, or dogs than people. That's um, so funny. Yeah. Uh, so that was my week. That was my week. And then I went right from the party to the How's airport. the party? It looks so fun. It was, they used to be more, again, they used to be more fun because I think. You were younger. I was younger. Again, it was all fresh. And like Che and Joe don't even go anymore. Yeah, of course. I feel like it's those yeah. things where it's like, eh. Um, it's like but you, it's, it's a new job, so you stay and you drink with yeah. all your coworkers. It's and- also you. It's more than that. You're everyone has guests every week, so your guests you get to talk to your guests. Your whether it's your aunt or your yeah your friend from school or like do the does the guest uh, on that week go to the party usually? Uh, the guest host, yeah, yeah, they go, yeah. But the usually like Kate McKinnon was there with her cut. Like there's always it's your family people, so yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson had a very funny story that he told me at the party, which was, you know, Dapper Dan. Yeah. Um, Woody has known Dapper Dan for like 15, 20 years. Yeah, and I was like, think- how? And he goes, I was on a road or like home building crew in Houston in 1983 and a gu- another guy on the crew was childhood friends with Dapper Dan. So I been I knew him back then. <laughs> he knew him in the 80s. That's so funny. And then he wore a Dapper Dan outfit right. on the show. And actually, so did Billie Eilish for some reason. Oh. Everybody was wearing Dapper Dan. Okay. Um, so Woody Harrelson, it's, that's a small world. Um, that's the end of the story. Good story. Um, a great story. Woody, of course, is an investor in the same restaurant as me, Sage. In, oh, uh, yeah. And we talked about how we finally started making a little <laughs> like, bit of profit. You've been 
after that five was, years. It was a long ass time. It was a long ass time, I, but we got there. Are you sure it's there. not longer than five years? It might have been longer than five years, but he, I also put it at five years. So I know, like, I think we're both in the same. Okay. It was a long five years though, because you're what? It's an egg. You're watching an egg to hatch. How's the, it? Are you getting some money now? Yeah, but, uh, nothing. I mean, it's not, not. It's close to nothing. Even 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 poor people would think it's nothing. <laughs> It's not, it's no one thinks it's rich people money. I'm surprised they aren't bigger. Like they're, they're very popular. Because we only are the one in Culver City. Oh, you're not. Not the Echo whole Park? chain. Uh, yeah. So we're just one outlet. That's, you get it. No, Is that a little fine. clearer now? It's really King, clear. Okay. Kinky <laughs> Binky. I just thought of a new nickname for you. Kinky Binky. Hey. Um, so that was Neil at SNL. Let's talk. Uh, what? Trump shit? Trump shit. Fuck. Um, you start, please. He is. I said this. I've been saying this for a while. Tell me. Donald Trump doesn't think he was elected president. Donald Trump thinks he bought America. He it's, thinks he bought his. the country. So the district, the the attorney general isn't there to litigate. Uh, cases for the government. He is Donald Trump's lawyer. Yeah, he thinks all those people are his. Everyone, the it's military works for him. It's his personal military, and he wants a parade. He doesn't even want them to invade countries. He's like, I don't want uh, his foreign policy is. He's is, like mm, yeah, isolationist. Is isolationist. He just like so while you guys are not busy parade, like that's truly how he thinks of things. Um. The FBI isn't they're they're his investigators. They're if they do their job, they're moles against him. It's like they're moles against everyone. <laughs> they're not against you. He's they're like, for I need everyone. To know who this whistleblower yeah, who is? is this like, whistleblower. Like, there's, there's the reason why it's called whistleblower yes. is because he's he blowing the whistle on you. Oh, they all work for him. He thinks they're all they're. He'd see, we see the FBI, he sees the Pinkerton Detective Agency. He also, if you're not working for him, you are against him. Against him, yes. Because how, you're my employee, how fucking dare you not do. What is that, like borderline personality? Isn't that just like you're either uh, my. It's narcissistic personalities or MPD. Um, anyone, if you get between a narcissist and their attention, you will get fucking shanked <laughs> if you get between a narcissist and the outcome that will get the most attention you've made an enemy for life well someone said right after you got elected um and they were like oh, only four years of this there's people saying that i can't remember who said that it was i think it might have been the guy that wrote his book yeah and he was like you won't it will not be a peaceful transition yeah. of power and then like, he said even, yesterday that there's going to be a civil war if he gets. Yeah. Even he, I actually the thought today that he's using that threat of of his people that that are going to They're fight. in the minority. There but he's also they don't realize that he's taking advantage of their loyalty. Meaning Oh yeah. He they all like him and he speaks for me and that's what I'd say and all that stuff. But more than that, he's using them like a big brother like you know my big brother's going to come. And and it's like, or or a hot girl who pops shit off on the street, knowing that her boyfriend's gonna have to do the fighting. He's basically doing that right. with with the uh, 
undesirable or whatever the fuck they're called. The uh, Despl- deplorables. The deplorables. Yeah, he's doing that with the deplorables that they're going to fight. So he can say anything like, well, the deplorables are going to fight you. It's like at a certain point, I hope that they come to their senses. Well, uh, a lot tells of, me they probably won't. But, but there are a lot of people who are one policy voters that vote for Trump. It's not all of his vote. All of his supporters are not. Supportive of everything he does. But they're I think that they're, they're, the one. policy is his personality. The yeah. policy is his, his charisma level, which say what you want about the guy. He's very charismatic. Oh, yeah. Hello. I love the fucking Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. Very um, annoyed it's not on the air. Yeah. Um, well, he tried it with Arnold and it was very low rated. It was so... I was like, no, um, it's not happening. So, so, yeah. So, he thinks that everyone works for him and that any any the the normal antibodies or the normal immune system of a government is uh, disloyalty and it's right. like you don't they don't work for you dude they don't work for you um they work for their they work for the people yeah they're, they're all working for the people just yeah. representing a different section not yes. faction but just like this is for the environment this is for the and i can't believe how Poorly, he chose the heads of all the different departments. Well, he's fucking dumb. That's the other thing that you forget is he's dumb. So it's not he didn't he bases it on who's available. But he has some sort of intelligence in terms of like emotional or I don't know the way he communicates and is very I don't know. He puts like uh, just like a it's all fine. It's he's folksy like what in a weird fuck? way. He's, yeah. Well, he, the other thing people forget about him, he's a real estate developer. Yeah. So Come he's on. just trying to, he's used to just getting just, people into the apartment. Like, yeah, yeah we're going to paint the foyer. Yeah. yeah no, the step, no, no, we no, could the do that all guy's on later. his way. <laughs> and uh, oh, did they not fix that water? Let me call Miguel and he'll take care of it. <laughs> Miguel. It's all, he's, he's, it reminds me one time my dad, I went to New York with my mom and dad and it was me. My mom, my dad, my brother Danny, and my brother Kevin. And my dad hailed a cab. Larry David was driving. No, I'm kidding. My dad <laughs> hailed a cab. And the, there's a four-person limit on cabs in New York. Right. And my dad's like, can we just all get? And he goes, right. there's, there's five of us, but they're very small. We were all bigger than him except for my mom. <laughs> and that's Trump's thing of just like, can I just I'll so say just- fucking anything to anyone he doesn't think he did anything wrong. He's no. called it perfect. Yes, it is perfect in a lawless society. No, it's It fine. was perfect for you because you got to leverage foreign aid, which is taxpayer money, to try to investigate a thing against Joe Biden, which has already been debunked. Yeah, multiple um, times. Now, I will also say about the Joe Biden thing, and somebody mentioned this on Bill Maher's show, like, can is anyone not a little fucking corrupt? Can any yeah, of you fucking people just be can it can it not can can everything does everything have to be some kind of quid pro quo? No, because people wouldn't do shit if there wasn't some level of quid pro, quid pro quo attached to things. Right, you're you're right. I mean, that's the when when they get into um the DC culture Everyone knows everyone from fucking college. So all these people have been, they're the winners. It's such a They're society's winners. They're they're the ugly winners. 
but they're the winners. They're the well. That's uh, politics is showbiz for ugly people. Is the old line. <laughs> so uh, Paul Begala from from it's CNN. So says that. Uh, he coined that phrase. Um, so they all know it. You can't. It's all that thing of like crooked Hillary, and then this person, and then da, da, da. it's they all. Everyone fucking Everyone's knows everybody. Crooked. So everyone's a little bit. There's gonna be a revolving door just on successful people in that. <laughs> They're not going to become, which that's why I actually think Warren has a shot is because Can she, she just address the damn Indian thing. She hasn't talked about it ever. She will. It, she she just, has to. I mean, yeah. Um, she, uh, she should, I mean, I pitched a joke to somebody, which is she should just, I wish Democrats would own their, their um, hypocrisy and corruption the way Republicans do. <laughs> like Warren could say, yeah, I saw that they wouldn't let me into college unless I was Native American, and I thought I have a plan for that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna just pretend thing. to be Native American, um, but they—that's what Trump would do. Um, no, they, but the Biden was—I—I I mean, I understand—I have issues with what happened, but they're also the initial thing where Biden went over to Ukraine and blah blah. blah that was in the name of. An anti-corruption. Yes, it just so happened that it also favored his son somewhat. But it actually didn't favor of him. Of course not. But the the right. impropri- the appearance it of impropriety. Looks, it looks. It just doesn't look great. Doesn't look great. Doesn't look great. Sorry, like. But I, if you I, did a little research, I mean, now you'd right, people are but calling. That, in. You're expecting people right. to do re- which no one ain't no one doing no research. <laughs> You're expecting a well-informed electorate. You ain't. That's that ship has sailed. Fucking pipe dreaming over My here. Doggy. Um, <laughs> My that dog. shit is over. So, Trump runs the government like it's a subsidiary of himself, and he will continue to do that. And he will continue to rage against anyone who questions him or it's like whistleblows an episode of him. Scandal. It reminds me of Scandal the whole time. Just like, I haven't watched like, Scandal. Oh, but it's just, it's like a TV show in the White House and yeah. cover this up and get a fixer to blah, 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 blah. It's right, but a narcissist a- sees a, uh, like, a revolving door and and then goes, that door attacked me. It's like, no, that door just does that. It didn't <laughs> yeah. fucking attack you, you fucking maniac. Like, but that's how they picture the world is that they're the center and narcissists also believe that when anyone leaves the room, uh, n- narcissists believe that when they leave the room, everyone slumps down like a puppet <laughs> and like they Toy only Story. are alive as much as y- they interact right. with you. They can't, they feel like them behaving outside of their interactions with you is a betrayal because they just want it to be their understanding of you and not a full human life. Do you think, because for me, the biggest issue I have with all of this is that I've been to countries where there was a somewhat fair democracy and there is none no more. Like, for example, when I went to Iran, when you see what it was and it was completely westernized and it's so, it's such a far when cry from When did it stop? Because um, how, how was it westernized under? The Shah. But the Shah was gone in the 70s. Right. No, no, he was gone at the end of the 70s. Like, so the Shah, but it was very... I mean, but you've a, seen where you, you didn't see it in person. No, no, I didn't see it. But like all my uncles, all my aunts, right. when I went to Iran, right. the photos of them young were in mini skirts, cleavage yeah. out, smoking cigarettes. Everyone wanted to be Parisian. Yeah. My dad had long hair. He rode a motorcycle. Yeah. I mean, it was nothing. Then I went there 
and it's scary. It's very scary. Um, what happened was the the far right took over and basically saying, oh, you guys are second class citizens in your own home. A lot of Muslim women couldn't veil. You were not allowed right. to veil. Yeah. So that kind of they it really started in the ear of Persian women. Yeah. Started this like we're this is our country, but we are second class citizens to French, Europeans, Americans, blah, blah. So whatever. They put in place the far right, the mullahs, the, the yep. uber religious. And then they started doing things. They were like, well, wait, no, you didn't say that. You didn't say, yeah. right. It, very small. And then um, I believe it was in the early 80s, 83, 84, all the scientists and all the very smart intellectuals that voted them in, they just kept violating the democracy so much. And they started taking a stand and protesting against them. Let and, me guess. And Killed? Imprisoned. All of them. Yeah. Imprisoned or killed. So when I was in Iran, a lot of my cousin's friends didn't have one parent. And that, because they're all like intellects yeah. and stuff. They go, yeah, they died in 1984. All, all, so many people were murdered in the yeah. streets. So after you are killing people in the streets, I mean, yeah. how, how much more are you going to fight? Well, yeah, it sort of sends a message. <laughs> it sends a pretty clear message. So um, it scares me. I mean, I don't a, think Hitler so apparently said, if you want to imprison a people, convince them they're under attack. Yeah. I don't think he said imprison, but he said, if you want to enchant a people, convince yeah. them they're under attack. So yeah. that's what they, they go, oh, yeah, you're not, you're not getting these. Right. These, uh, you want, we you can't are, wear a veil. Meanwhile, we are you could have worn a veil, right? Was it illegal to wear a veil? Was any you, you couldn't veil. show of Islam? You couldn't. No, no, no. But you couldn't do it in public. Okay. Which um, is fucked up. But we can also just. The problem is, it was like a king. So yeah, and he was placed of, by the West. Like that's not such right. a puppet. Like they didn't do it right. They really fucked up though with. with who they replaced him with, and that doesn't. I mean, I think the human Ayatollah nature, or the Shah. They who they, they replaced the Shah with the Ayatollah. Oh, who fucked up? Iranian people. Did they vote for the, they elected the It wasn't an election, it was a coup. And then right. they were like, this is who we wanted. Because yeah. this is who's telling us all the shit we Wait, wanted. Wait, had those dreamy eyes. <laughs> then, but then there was a war revolution, revolution war, and then the Iran-Iraq war. And they were like, cool. And they started being like, women have to wear this. Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck? We have mini skirts. Like, we're not yeah. wearing that. Are you, kid are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, so I just think democracy is very fickle. And if you're not careful, I don't think America is going to go that route. But it still is. Every violation to your democracy more, it's is more important. tenuous. John Lovett, one of the hosts of, of Pods of America, said that dummies mistake authoritarianism for patriotism. Mm, 100%. Because it's like, it's very thin no, line. this is our dad. Right. And he's great. And he's anyone who says anything bad about daddy is a <laughs> is a, is he's a traitor and he's a treasonous and he's and and they and daddy yeah and they don't know what they're talking about it just feels it feels comfortable and safe you start realizing uh, human beings as a whole when you zoom out we're kind of easily persuaded very easily persuaded a lot more than we'd want to ever admit yeah I mean. Just it's frightening a little when you think yeah. about it. Everybody I can just argue go. with 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 Rock a lot about how he believes that like we're this close to jungle rules at all times, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's not that it's dire. Not, and then the longer time goes on, I'm like, mm, he's he not exactly that, wrong. Not wrong. Like 
because again, if you're from that, if you've seen Jungle Rules, if you've lived in a horrible, if you've just like born and bred and weaned in a horrible environment, then why wouldn't, you know, you see like very quick switches of people. You're like, what? That quick? Yeah. And that's the, it is insidious and, and it's kind of over before you know it is my guess. I, my guess is it'll be, if we're going to fall into that, it's already too late. Right. I don't like, I like something's already happened that has set this in motion. Something's in motion. I, I will say, I believe not based on anything, but my own hunch. I think we'd be in a mini civil war if it was a Democrat violating the democracy this much. I just think Republicans and conservatives well, are Democrats more wouldn't they're more scrappy. Them. Yeah, yeah, they the, wouldn't. But I'm Democrats just saying, if there wouldn't. was, if it was a little more under a guise and well, that 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 well, that's what the question becomes for all these people, and they couldn't. Kevin McCarthy, the the uh, Senate Majority Leader, was on one of those shows yesterday. And he kept saying, they're like, so did what he, so what he did was right. Right. And he wouldn't say that. He just kept because going. Because they can't be. It's not impeachable. Right. It's like, well, then what is it? Right. It, then it must be right. That you're setting a precedent that future presidents can do this. That's the fucked up part. It's not so much about, I mean, like Trump is going, is just going to be his own downfall. But everything now is on record and forever. So whatever you say now, you're going to be held to in like two elections. Yeah. When another president, when you come and take a stand against a Democratic president. It's such bullshit. But Democrats are generally so scared of doing anything because they go like, you know, this is just going to make them stronger. Right. He fucking broke the law just because it's going to make the gang. uh, It's it'll make him more. He can spin it. Right. You don't go, well, we can't charge him with a crime. He'll spin it. Yeah, it's He'll like, you might be unpopular. This, Just he's fucking... going to spin. The criminal's <laughs> going to spin it. And then what'll happen? And then we'll be spun. Like, fucking, it's the law. You, He'll it's, have a defense. There's either a it's law fine. or not. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not, what are you going to do when we press charges? Like, oh, <laughs> I better not. It's just an abusive <laughs> relationship, basically. It's completely. They're so scared to make any. They're move. so scared to go like, "Hey, you're not allowed to hit me." But if I say don't hit me, then it'll hit me. Okay, then do you want to get hit or not? Is it fair to be hit or not? Otherwise, I'm surprised they actually did that. I'm I actually surprised. thought of a sketch this morning that would have been good like two weeks ago. <laughs> it would have been Law and Order SVU. Uh, house yeah uh, yeah and it would have just been like collecting evidence clear evidence and then like but we can't charge them because they'll spend it <laughs> like they get fucking they have tapes they have everything and they're like but we can't do it he literally because... emailed them their their talking points about yeah. it and... and they still couldn't beat him <laughs> and he still outspun them here's what we're like, gonna do and they were like oh, oh, oh all right yeah. and they told him they sent him don't don't tell us don't why are you telling everybody <laughs> But again, because they they still have a shred of decency, um, which is and that's what's holding them back. Uh, next topic, Greta. Um, Why is everyone so mad? I don't understand that. Who's mad? I guess just conservatives. Well, because she's bad news. Yeah, bad news. She's honest, and she's and she's telling. The how dare you is so good. 
She's amazing. Do men ever say how dare you? They never no, do. No, Only no, girls say how dare you. How dare how you? How dare you? You do it. You sit in my childhood. <laughs> um, I shouldn't be here. Um, so that was so she, good. Uh, really yeah, good. she's absolutely right. It's what I've been saying. Yeah, you. I didn't. I just didn't sail on a boat, guys. Yeah, sorry, you I don't have fucking pigtails, you sexist. <laughs> uh, Neil's not having kids for the environment. Yeah, and I don't eat meat for you. It's not for the animals. It's for you, you ungrateful fat motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I just. She's right. It's 100%. really awful, and everyone's acting like it's not. It's we're the boiling frogs, but we're throwing wood onto the fire. Like the boiling frog thing where you're boiling frog thing. It's is this one of your 1900s? Yes. It's an analogy that you don't. I mean, I actually, now that I think about it, I think it was in, uh, in inconvenient truth, Al Gore's thing, which is if the, if you boil, if you, if a frog's in boiling water, it doesn't, it's so gradual. It doesn't jump out of the water because it doesn't, it's just like, Oh, this is a nice, this is a nice tub. And the next thing you know, it's boiling to death. Uh, we're doing that. We're that. We're the frog in boiling water, but we're turning the heat up by our right. habits. But you know what's weird? And we now know it's boiling. Now we know it's boiling. Other frogs are jumping in and going like, you know, you're, it's boiling. And we're like, yeah, but fucking wood. The fucking <laughs> what, have you? Duh. Come on. Have you seen, the, seen this phone? It is interesting that in America, the states that generally... Have Will. a lot of conservatives that don't are anti climate change are getting they're gonna get pummeled massive and they're gonna act the like it was some then they're gonna go back and God. they're gonna blame the the per, they're gonna blame there was on the there was a scientific journal where they exaggerated some of the findings mm. to just for like just there, or like, there were emails saying we should I don't even know if they did but they, like round up and let's they're round gonna up say. It, well, if they hadn't lied, we would have believed them. Yeah, I promise you they're going to say There's going to be a reason why. Besides, I prom- I don't know if I said this on the show. No. Trump, in the next debate, Trump is going to say, someone's going to say, Elizabeth Warren probably, is going to say, you don't live in reality. And he'll say, yeah, but my reality's better. And so people are going to be just vote on yeah. a reality. Good or job. the science fiction... Uh, uh, a false, a complete falsehood or reality. And reality is getting worse and worse to the point where people are like, uh, uh, no reality. This reality is a fucking it's bummer. So rough. Oh, it's so hard. But the um, problem. <laughs> I don't like it. Boo. The thing is, me and you have both been to Asia. When I was in Thailand and China a little bit, but th- like, it's got to be a global effort. It is. I know. It's, Again, it's, you I, say that. So that's another thing they're gonna. That's the thing that they always say is like, well, China. No, no, not China. Like China, China and India. It's China and India are the two big ones that will not join the Paris Climate Accord because, of course, it's they want their industrial against revolution. their bottom. Yeah, exactly. They just didn't have an industrial revolution the way we did. So they're like, well, we want. <laughs> they're it. literally in 1905. With yeah, shit. they like, because they coal? haven't had this many people. On the and they like capitalism brought three hundred million Chinese people out of and Indians out of poverty, maybe yeah. five hundred million. So now they want to fucking ball out. Yeah, we they literally want to ball out. It's like when the when when the oldest child. I remember my brother Joey, 
went to senior week in high school and which was like you go to the Jersey Shore and you get fucked up. Cool. Right? Super cool. Then my sister Sheila wanted to go. My his younger than Joey. Yeah, right. A couple years later, wanted to go, and Joey goes. I wouldn't let my daughter go, which is like Joey. If you're Sheila, it's like dickhead. Yeah. So America, I mean, Sheila is Indian China, and (laughs) and Greta Thunberg and the and and conservationists are Joey. Joey, they're right. Joey was right. I wouldn't let my daughter go there either. But if you're Sheila, you fucking want to go to senior week. Right. And it's because they've been fed so many, like so much visuals of Americans doing this, yeah, Europeans Western doing all life, this the stuff. the lifestyle, baby. It's like, we want that too. Yeah. Um, Johnny Blue Jeans. It's all that <laughs> shit. That's Russia. But uh, they want they want Jelly their own smokestacks. Yeah. And they want, they want their own factories and <laughs> dumb shit. You want a coal-powered plant, little guy? Here you go. I just remember when I came home from Thailand, I had so many little plastic bags for this small... I had so oh, many... Oh, there are some bag-in-wrapping like, motherfuckers. We, this is too many bags. Yeah. Just it, based on the bags alone, I'm like, this is... This we're not going to make it. I just... How? How? how I mean, I? now they're, I've read a bunch of things and heard podcasts in the last couple of weeks about how recycling is like kind of over because China won't take it anymore. <laughs> China and the East won't. We're like, we don't want your garbage. Yeah, we're good. Um, Listen, here's the so thing. so we're in big trouble. Um, and it's well, they want they want the uh, Western lifestyle, but they don't want the like liberal morality of it. Yeah, they don't have. They don't like. Yeah, whatever. That's not really part of their package. <laughs> it's, it's not the package. It's not the wet. The liberal ideology is a lot of it is about luxury meaning it's a luxury position to be in yeah someone it's, paid for you to have those convenient yeah like, thoughts and now, and... like you don't think about you don't think about conservation you don't think about you want the most it's like an eating disorder eating disorder only exists there are no african eating disorders <laughs> an eating disorder in africa is i can't eat right right here it's i have so much food that I, it's fucking with me. Right, right, right. It's, it's fucking with me emotionally. <laughs> and it's like, that's not a thing anywhere else because that it's it's about excess. Yeah, but if Greta was in China or India, she, she would, would not, just want she would not to exist. get from from farm life to the middle class. Yeah. You, you don't worry about Her pollution bag, and all that. No. You just don't. You can't. It's uh, it's about, it's closer to survival. Yeah. Um. They're not worried about they're not worried about the environment in uh in 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 the Serengeti you know, in African countries with warlords. They're worried about the fucking warlord. They're not like, but what about my carbon footprint? Did you <laughs> Coney's like recycle? Yeah, no, exactly. They're recycle, worried about... please. Um did you see that documentary about fuck I forgot what it's called, but it's Bill Gates and his yeah, water it was project. Great. It was really good. Yeah. It was I really was good. horrified. Uh, I didn't know all uh, that shit. Felt very ignorant. It's ignorant. really bad. Dude. The water, dude. The yeah. water That's is what I always say. A billion people don't have clean drinking water, and that's the. There's so many different worlds. That's it's the Jimmy thing. Like, told me the quote. Jimmy Carr told me the quote. Um, Jimmy, that uh, the the future is here. It's just just not evenly distributed. So yeah, that's very good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's not his. 
Don't get me wrong. Um, oh, please don't okay. credit Jimmy with that. I was about to say, you, you know, comedians, they should start. They should put their powers to non-comedic no, Jimmy's use. just well-read. Okay. Jimmy's well-educated and well-read. Okay. Um, the, yeah, it's, there are, so over here, the luxury people are like, what kind of straws are you using? <laughs> right. And over here, people are going like, my daughter just died of diarrhea, diarrhea. from dirty water. And we're like, but what kind of straw did she use? Doesn't matter. <laughs> she she slurped it. It's fucking. She died. It's not yeah. about the the. Now there's another. There's an alternative theory to the to the Bill Gates thing, which is that uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's one of these guys who like ethered Davos. Mm-hmm. He went. One of these guys went to Davos and just ethered them. Like the fuck are you? It was like, what are you doing? You right. all. Have, this is an environmental. Uh, symposium and you all got here on private jets right like the fuck are you doing so i don't think it's him but there's another guy who basically says you know instead of hoarding all that money and creating a monopoly and then taking the money and trying to solve malaria or whatever the bill gates is doing you could have just paid your taxes and then the government would have this money and we could get better systems for more people Right. And which is he's not wrong. Uh, The funny thing is living a block from Google. It's so. Freshman in high school photo project where there's tent cities outside Google. Right. And it's like, hey, you know, if you paid taxes, Google, the whole system would be better off than you hoarding money. Every fucking dime that they come from doing random philo- philanthropy, yeah, like you could just one-offs. Give, there could be economies of scale based on, um, based on taxes and and the and and instead of and instead of uh, philanthropy, you could just do it. Like people go, the government's bad. It's like no, it's not fucking mailbox. The post office is amazing. <laughs> Post office loses money, but it's amazing. Like there are things about the government. People have fucking DMV. I I think. Tell me how to license three hundred million people to drive a four thousand pound machine. Right. How should they go about that? So I'm not one of these. Yeah, it sucks, but it's it could be worse. I'm sure there's bloat. I'm sure it's imperfect, but I don't. I'm not one of these. Well, it's not great, but find me a better one because I've lived in a few places around the world, and. Uh, when I lived in Panama, my, I had I wanted I was getting my citizenship in Panama, and I was asking my mom to send me paperwork. And my aunt's address was the fourth street down, the third house on the left. It was that for real. Yes, it was. Wow. There was no numbers, and I'm like, wait, wait, no, what? And I, in Spanish, I'm like, no, what's your address? Your actual address? She's like, I'm telling you, the third street, fourth house down on the Spanish? left. I'm like, yeah, in Spanish, I was like. That's your okay. Yeah. Okay. There's not. A There's lot like of, no systems yeah, anywhere. Like pay your taxes. We'll have better infrastructure. We can. We can. We can house homeless people or hoard your fucking money, and then they're gonna be camp. They're gonna be campgrounds. You live in a refugee camp. Yeah. You are. You yes. are. A, this uh, is uh, like yeah. a, you live in fucking South Africa. In some ways, yeah. Like you're behind a nice wall, and it's very nice where you live. And as soon as you step yes. outside, it can be scary. This is the future. Yeah, it really is like there's just going to be helicopters going to be it's going to be it's going to be Brazil like where you can't. And that's the I did that on The Daily Show. It's like, don't blame 
AOC and Elizabeth Warren blame rich people for hoarding their fucking money yeah. for nothing. There are people who their only goal is to hide your money so you don't pay as much tax. Yes. I did have a thought about money this week, which was you cannot convince your body that you have enough money. Your body never feels... What about you? I feel like you are fine. I, 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 I have to work on it. Oh, okay. I, I truly have to work on it. Like... Do it's impossible. To, it's really hard to tell someone you have. It would be like, do you have enough food in your house right now? Yeah. Forever. Oh, for for the rest of it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Sorry. You're like, it. I don't know how long. What's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, totally. So you can't convince your body that you're not poor. <laughs> or it's like when they um when the lotto gets really big. It's like 500 million. And if they took the lump sum, it would only be one. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. Only 174 million. Yeah. I could be getting like 400 yeah. million. I always think, you always feel like you're getting jipped. But then you really look at it. You're like, no, that's plenty of money. So this fine. is a side note, but somebody did a, somebody pitched a joke uh, that uh, Bill Cosby's lawyer cost $2.7 million. And they go like, seems kind of low for like 60 rapes. <laughs> it's like not that much money per rape. Um, if you divided it, uh, yeah, there, there's not. Is yeah, it's really going to be hard to convince people that that they can do something and that it is won't hurt them. Yeah, long term, it's just hard. To, we're such scarcity animals. It's hard to know. You can see it when I go to basketball games. And when the t-shirt gun comes out, I want a t-shirt gun. I want a t-shirt so as badly as anyone there. And I'm never going to wear it. I don't want it. And you could go and just buy one. I at could the buy a zillion t-shirts. <laughs> I, but I want, because I can't, because my body is reacting before anything. <laughs> my body's like, well, I'm poor and hungry. My, your body's constantly saying, I need clothes and food. Right. Clothes and food. And for guys, sex too. Like guys will have sex with a girl if they think they're not going to have sex for a while. Right. If they're Even not, if they don't like, like her. Like, well, I should stock Once up the next now. Because <laughs> who knows? It's Everyone's Larry in David's a Siberian cabinet. winter. You can't believe that you're ever going to get another fair. You yeah. can't believe I'm never going to get another piece of food. You're, that's why it's hard not to eat everything that's in front of you. That's why we have pickles. Like we got to save this. For when we need to eat ton of freeze-dried food. That's why frozen food. Yeah. It's because people didn't... I mean, they froze it because they weren't going to be able to hunt in the winter. Yeah, the, no, it's... Yeah, one of them. Uh, yeah, they... Whatever. In case they ran out right. of their, like, storage. It's because, like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's, it dictates a ton of shit. Uh, Instagram banned diet ads. Well... I didn't... Jamila... I yeah, think Jamila's Jamila like, had something to do with it. She did. That's why I was like, oh, fuck. I think that's your friend. Yeah. She'd mentioned it. She yeah, she did an interview where she was working with Instagram. And I get the point of it to stop promoting these harmful diet ads to people like tummy tea and this yeah. pill and blah, blah, blah. They're actually harmful. But my only issue with that was, okay, for example, we put like a sin tax on things like yep. alcohol, yep. Uh, smoking. But even though, sure, good, but it's also a 
behavioral deterrent. It's also the government saying this is bad for you, yeah. so we're going to tax it. And in the end, you can you should be able to just do whatever the fuck you want, you know. And it now that Instagram is so important to our society, or social media is so important to our society, I wonder if it's are we being maybe like babied or police? Is it nanny state? It's that thing. Is it yeah. a nanny state? Is are it, we making decisions for people? Why the fuck do you need to not is it put thought that? policing a little bit? A little bit, and that is it's fine in this context i get it a lot of that shit seems fake but once you start doing that you know and you start well this is not good and this is also not good i just i mean you can you can argue it's instagram who cares not everybody has instagram some people don't it's about age right it's she told me that it's they cannot show diet ads or something to women under 18 yeah it's like children and 16 i don't know what it is or Um, if it's proven to not work but it's like i don't know i would you rather i don't know if that's maybe a dangerous i don't believe you know my argument against the slippery slope argument right is like gun people go like we can't have regulations because then they're gonna come and take our guns right and it's like, yeah, it's like when they put speed limits, next thing you know, they came and took my car. <laughs> that's what that's how systems work. That any limit yeah, totally. is the next step is right. they come and take your car. It's just fucking blocking a shitty psychological input from someone who's super susceptible. Right. To to images like that. I, I something tells me either they'll go elsewhere. Or they will, I don't know. I don't know how they know how old you are. <laughs> Neither. Because I don't know. I don't, they don't know how old, how old I am. I am. Yeah, they, I don't. But they probably but fucking maybe know. But maybe you ha- I don't think you can get Facebook till you're a certain age. What? Maybe no. I'm I don't know. No, but I just wonder what. I do know that I get nervous when 15-year-old girls follow me. I'm like, hey, 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 get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I wa- don't Yo, know. what if you could ban the type of people who follow you? Yeah, Like, you I only want. Yeah. Smart smart people. <laughs> do you want smart wokes wokes um yeah i don't i yeah i don't i think know. it's more good than not but yeah i think it's good i don't i i don't know i don't i don't like, like I the said. tailored algorithm shit though i just really don't i don't like if i google one thing then i have a bunch i just see a lot more of it i'm not talking about the third party sold ads obviously that's annoying yeah but i don't know it's just trying to figure me out too much it's just like, I no, don't, it's they're fine. not just, very good at it. I'll say that. But they it's will the be. It's joke I do. It's like, it's always way behind. <laughs> it's like old info where you're like, you, I'm not, I'm off that, man. I'm fucking done with that. Like, no, nah, I'm straight. Neil's like, I already bought those pants. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? I been done had the pants. <laughs> you bought all those pants. Uh, they know what kind of shoes I like. Dude, sometimes when they get you, it's like, they stop. Because I bought a it. bunch of the Adidas uh the Pharrell Adidas yeah, yeah. and they're kind of meshy looking. And so they know I like a meshy sneaker. You like so a meshy. Really He's so meshy. really hit me with the all birds. There's other ones that are like in that family. I know they're hitting everybody with all birds, but I sometimes I almost fall for it. Oh no, that's, it's very, I their ads are I saw an ad the other day good. on Instagram. It wasn't even an ad. It was in like one of those, I don't know, one of the tech uh, accounts that I follow. That's, it's a airbag on your head. What? For riding bikes and scooters. 
And if they if you didn't look dorky, no, before. it dude, it's a neck brace, and then if you crash, it becomes an airbag, an airbag helmet, and god damn it, it was funny. It was funny because it's Does like it, it looks like a fake product. <laughs> uh, well, if you can lay that in, please do. It's a fake, just in the future. I just need to see it deploy on someone. It's head. so fucking silly, and I also don't know how it deploys. I'm just like snap your neck, no thanks. Like I don't know if you go like unleash. <laughs> Fucking bubble head. There it is. Oh my. It's like a plastic. Oh. That is so bad. Blow it up so things can see it. Can you please? There it is. Oh my God. That's so It's a super cool neck brace. I'm not going to lie. I kind of think you need that for your scooter. It goes too fast. Someone yelled at me today. What did they say? Uh, That is so They said. It's terrible. I don't stop at stop signs. I, I, Dude, I you get, have no, 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 to listen to me. I don't like not look. I just go. All right. You it's yield. Basically, my I'm yielding. Yes, I yield. And then I go. And a lady kept honking and it was really loud and she was following me. So finally, I slowed down because I was like, I'm fucking, I, you're not going to scold. I was hoping it was a guy. It was like, you're never ready to fight. But sometimes I'm like, I'll fight you right now. I don't like <laughs> the tone I'm of always your ready horn. To fight. I don't like your horn. It's way loud. Yeah, it's like... It scared me a little bit. <laughs> and I'm You ready scared to fight. me. I'll fight you. You scared me. Um, and the woman's like, You just ran three stop signs, you fucking asshole. And I What's yelled it back, to you, like, bitch? Who gives a shit? I said, No kidding, who gives a shit? What'd she say? And <laughs> what I should have yelled at her was, You're jealous. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what it was. I didn't affect her her traffic be- at all. Just and also, like you know who's going to get hurt? You. The kid. Number one, it wasn't a it wasn't a honk of empathy. Mind your fucking business. My, what'd she do? Did she just cough and drive off? No, she. I don't. She just kept. She made it right. She was making it right. But I stopped down. To, I stopped to yell at her, and I would have fought her if she. Um, <laughs> don't get out of your car with Neil. Um. So good for Jamila. Will come on as a guest in the show. Yeah. And we'll talk to her. About we can talk all to her this about stuff. It. And uh, how we met is very cute. And um, Aww. she called email me. Oh wow. And it turned into friendships. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> let's tongue. go to emails. It's time to check that email. Emails. Is that a is that a is that a real photo? Or is that Photoshop? What? Obama. Me and the Obamas. Yeah, it's real. You know, I met the Obamas. Um, when Seth hosted the correspondence center. Oh yeah, that's um, awesome. Uh, Will, you'll throw that up too. Um, <laughs> Will, it's uh, I'll send it to you. Um, all right, so we have a video email regarding one of my favorite words. Uh uh oh. The N word. Oh, is that Blake? Is that Blake <laughs> Griffin? You no? got mail. That's racist. Hey Neil, hey Bianca. This is Hunter from Holland, Michigan, part of the Grand Rapids comedy scene out here. I am working right now on a golf cart, on a golf course. You know, I'm, you could say I'm a house nigga. Uh, that's actually what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I want to know how Neil feel and how Binky thinky about light-skinned mixed dudes like myself saying nigga and, you know, brown people who aren't black saying nigga. We all know how white people shouldn't. But I'm just wondering, should I, like, quiet my crusade on non-black people saying nigga or should I just kind of you know, be out and open, uh, cause I am black. So I uh, just want to know what you guys think. Uh, Neil, I love all your comedy. I love your show, but, and three mics was, you know, phenomenal. And Pinky, you're really hot. 
Oh, you guys. Oh, my God. Stop it. Uh, All right. Um, First of all. First of all. First of all. Keep fighting that good fight, Hunter. You, Hunter, you earned it. Come on, You earned that N-word, Hunter. You are black, so. Yeah, you're as black as. I mean, you're. I don't know. I don't know what the. There's all. There's somebody else wrote, and I didn't use it because it's too similar to his, but she's Dominican. And whether she should be able to, she like Afro Latina and all that shit, which is right up your alley. Yes, sorry. And do you yes, get sorry. do you get pushback on no. your race? I also just America. I feel like we're. Uh, it's race. the brown paper bag thing where it's like eh. no brown paper bag is not whether you can use it. No, of course, but it's in America if you are dark, dark if yes, darker than a brown paper bag and. One and drop. it's certain feature sizes. Like, yeah, knock yourself out. <laughs> Here's an N word. Knock yourself out. We're just way more obsessed with race than ethnicity. So if you look black, eh, yeah, you could be Indian or like Rita yeah. Ora. Everyone thought she was black. Pete Davidson. So many people thought he was a light skinned black guy. Yeah, Michelle Wolf. Michelle Wolf. Everyone yeah. thinks she's black. So yeah. no, I don't. I think it's like, whatever. If you really want to be down, then go yeah. ahead. But non black people. I'm from the Bay Area. A lot of Asians love to oh, use Oh, yeah, Asians nigga. like saying it. And not in a, you know, negative way, but I think it's really cheesy and corny. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't... I, what do you do? I don't, I don't... And I, again, you're talking to me. I don't like it... I am. I don't like it when... I, obviously, black. the list is black people, Dominicans. What's up with New York, though? I, it's again, a weird then bubble. you're into like if you're no, not right in the Bronx, you have my permission. <laughs> I, it's not mine to give, but I'm not gonna get that mad. If you're not white in Queens or Brooklyn, you have my permission. If you're above 180th Street in Manhattan, <laughs> you knock yourself out. Staten Island, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Yo, they did um, not earn that shit. No, so. Uh, I think it's it's almost weirdly socioeconomic, like, which get, runs in the face of the Bay Area thing, because I'm sure the Asians who say it Filipino. Are, are are not wealthy. Yeah, they're more working class, blue collary. Um, but it feels like if you're Cuban and you live in the Bronx, I don't know. It's uh, it's strange because all of a sudden it's like, yo, my nigga. I'm like, yeah, what are, what are it's you a, uh, yeah, it's a, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, if it stays in New York, it's fine. Yeah. I don't think it. no one gives a fuck. Remember, I think J-Lo said on a yeah, song. Yeah, J-Lo and Fat Joe yeah. have had issues. <laughs> They've had their issues. <laughs> because once you take it out the Bronx, it's like, what are you doing? Just yeah. Take that shit to New York. But in general, no, I, I think everyone's on the same page of don't say it. But when it's in a song, I don't know. What are you supposed to do when it's the Come fun on. part of the song? It's a song. It's the fun. But it's, you know, human beings recite Do you say songs. it when, you, when you're when you listening to rap music? I, uh, in your car alone? I, no, just with I you and your Tesla? No, I said joke I used to do about I'll say it to myself, like, you need to eat type things. Um, <laughs> like, I talk to myself sometimes as though I'm black. <laughs> I'll call myself the N-word. That is Which so is like, I don't funny. know who got hurt. Who gets hurt? That means you spend a lot of time around black people. Yes, that's where it's from. That is very like, hilarious. So, like I spent when I lived in Germany, it was a matter of time before I started thinking in German. Yeah, to myself, like, damn, like or little yeah. things. Fuck, I got to go do this. 
Yeah. That means it's like it's not a popular, but it's a pretty small minority. And uh, every here's one. Every time Rick James, when he walks in to Eddie Murphy's living room in the sketch, Mm -hmm. says, nice place. Right. Mm. I think it every single time I go into a nice place. I directed it. Does that help? Right. Does that help? Does that get me anything? Like it's not, I'm not saying it malicious. It's like not, not only is it not malicious, I wrote the song that I'm reciting. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or I produced the song. The- I'm, yeah. So I don't fucking know. I, I, I think I, I'm never going to be exempt. Case I think by case basis. People if you're not. Uh, resent me for it, but like. Yeah, it's you know, weird. People do kind of. Resent me for it? Yeah. They people think I'm racist. I don't. There's just nothing I can do about it. No one thinks you're racist. Yeah, the black people are a little distrustful. Certain black people are a little. Distrustful. I mean, rightfully so. Mm. Well, I'll hurt you. I'll hurt your. <laughs> I'll hurt you in a racial way. Um, no, the uh, but but like yeah, I don't know. I there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I I have. What am I going to do? Like, it's a it's racist, but. What am I? It's nothing compared to the racism that the average black person yeah, goes through. Sure. So, like, what am I gonna? How? Who's gonna listen? Also, if you're singing in your brain, I mean, you're good. Yeah. Goodbye. Um. All right. Video. Video. You got mail. Hey, Dion Bianca. So I used to work at this hotel in downtown LA, where I felt left out of the camaraderie and topics of conversation because I was a minority as a white person. One of my coworkers was really excited to see the new Avengers movie. And I was challenging him to see what it is about these movies that he likes. So for him, it was just about forgetting about his problems for two hours out of the week. It was a total escape. I've never viewed entertainment as an escape, but rather as a lubricant to make life more interesting. But love to hear your thoughts on how this relates to class, to race, and how entertainment can affect our lives. Okay, bye-bye. That's a luxury question again. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's a, that white people can view... Let me escape. Well, no, white people don't look at it as escape. White people look at it as like, this is a statement. Because everything else in my life is so taken care of that instead of needing a respite from their life, right. they need... They even raise the difficulty level on entertainment. So it's not... A, so you're saying that if a white person just does it for like, oh, this is this is great, whereas a black person or a minority just has to forget. Ab- yes, the worse your life, the more you need entertainment. Like the worse, like you need. Fun- I I have a theory about that's why low income people have bad diets. Why? Because their fucking lives stink. They're not gonna go and have their food stink. If you're on the bus, you don't. You're not what on do you the mean bus. Bad diet, though. Sorry. If you're on the bus, you don't think, man, I can't wait to get home and eat some broccoli. Right. Oh, okay, that's what you mean. You, you mean like very tasty, unhealthy, yes, I, okay, okay. some pleasure. Right. If your life is low on pleasure, you turn to food for pleasure. I really believe that. So if your life is low on same thing, you turn to movies for like, help me forget about the rest of this. Right. Where white people, not that. Black people don't like sad movies, but <laughs> white people really fuck with some sad fucking European oh, yeah. piano mu- movies. You, movies? Those sad movies, white people are like, 
cutters, like when cutters need it's very funny. I need to feel. I need to let me feel let me feel something. for a second. And black people are like Charlemagne's always like, I'm sick of fucking slave movies. Enough. That was all. It was just like enough with color the purple, redwood yeah. or redwood. No, uh, ro- rosewood. Or, rosewood. Yeah. Just these sad slave movies where white yeah. people could feel very bad. Slave, and, Jenga, yeah, yeah. and white people go, like, oh, I'm so, oh, uh, <laughs> it's the word kink, word kink. We like the guy who spanks himself. Kinky, kinky. Kinky, binky. Kinky, bunch binky. of kinky, binky. <laughs> well, that's how in Germany, they're, most of the movies are about the World War II and the Holocaust. Yeah. And after a while... They're just beating themselves up. I'm just like, Massacres. can we watch, you know, yeah. Goodbye Lenin? Yeah, like, guys, I know it was bad, but I, it's fine. No, it's I'm not. I want to put know, that behind. So just, then white people are like, why do black people like a Tyler Perry movies so much? Because they're fucking easy and light. There's easy. no... There's no tension there's no pay there's just there's it's, nothing it's like just nothing easy. happens just a bunch of black people relaxed relax no relaxed fear of nothing people. they're not no there's no white people to come and fuck up <laughs> yeah. fuck up their lives there's no just fucking can we chill out for right. a second instead of like yes but what is it no just keep it easy <laughs> keep it nice and easy that's an interesting question and that's why we're the top racial advice podcast in the, racial in the advice country. podcast there's not um, let's go to a paper uh, paper? Written email. You got paper. Mail. Hey so there! I just wanted to share this article it's about as it pertains to men being overly emotional and how it relates to toxic masculinity, as Bianca and others have commented. It's a long read, but mm-hmm. in, and I didn't read I it. Uh, but in a nutshell, men are culturally conditioned not to show vulnerability and express their feelings, and tend to use their girlfriends slash wives as their pseudo therapists and welcome overly and become overly dependent on them for their emotional and social needs, while women. <laughs> put in place a supportive network of people and habits to keep their shit together. More and more women are growing exhausted and leaving relationships due to this dynamic. One writer called it emotional gold digging. It was very funny on the part of men. Uh, I have experienced this personally and it's the norm among my married couple friends and clients. I do mental health and couples counseling. Interesting to hear your thoughts. Um, Dude, nailed it. That's exactly every relate. The last few relationships I've ever been in, I'm just like, I'm exhaust you've exhausted me and i'm so supportive so overly supportive and emotionally sound so it's easier for me to be like oh backboard a sounding board for your issues they don't have the ability to give back yeah they're just so used to like get getting emotional support it's fucking awful uh very exhausting yeah i don't that my experience is I'm so verbose and so open about my emotions right. that I don't, I don't feel hemmed up at all. You, yeah, you're very in touch with what's going on. Yeah, I'd rather talk about that than anything. So I don't. <laughs> I need guy friends that are just about basketball and stuff. Right. Well, but what even about- like Blake, who is about, most of our relationships emotional. Yeah. Like it should just be fucking guys Bros. and fucking. But I feel like Blake doesn't have a lot of those one note because even he actually has a ton of them. We- well, and we're not. He and I are not hangout friends like that. Like he's in the sport, the football leagues and all that shit. I mean, I think the ones that he really values. Remember, he said, "Oh well, I don't know, whatever." Yeah. He he was like, he has relationships with people where it's like, okay, we ain't we talked about everything, you yeah. know, like. 
it's more based on athletics and the sport and the camaraderie as opposed to you and him, I feel like. It's a much it's, more fulfilling. Yes, but it's it's more personal and emotional than like I because I don't drink. It's all the thing ways in which I'm isolated. Like right. don't drink, smoke, did all that shit. So I'm old. I'm young. I'm black and <laughs> white. Um, where is he? Where is he? So, uh, so yeah, I don't have that. I don't have. I don't have that problem. There's another letter coming up where the guy completely. Uh, completely contradicts all this wait how are you when you're in relationships with women emotionally i'm do you kind of dump do you do an emo dump? no because i don't most of my when i'm in a relationship with a woman most of my problems become that woman oh um, lord which, that's what's great about me <laughs> um most of my problems are the emotion the uh, how unfair she is to me so then I have to go to my guy friends to commiserate in that regard. But I like having clear emotional channels with women. Yes. In fact, I, to speaking of the fraught relationships I have at Sorry Live, there's a woman who works at Sorry Live who flirted with me heavy for as long as I've known her. And she kept acting like it was, we were here a thing. And, the, and then... At a certain point, she got a boyfriend and stopped. Stopped pretending that we were just friends, but maybe something else was going to happen. And um, and I basically confronted her in front of everybody. It was great. Oh my god! And I was. I didn't. Do? I just said, "Hey, I want to thank you for not making me love you this time." <laughs> Bye. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "You just didn't flirt. You didn't have the energy to f- pretend to flirt with me." <laughs> And she's like, no, I still do. I'm like, no, you don't. I go, because what happened was you pretended we were friends and then you got a boyfriend and you never texted me again, thereby proving we were not friends. And she had no response. I just fucking like laid it out for her to the point where she was like. Did you have, did it make you feel some sort of way or you just wanted to call her up? I felt some sort of way like a year ago mm. about her. And then I was like, okay, now that we're all here, right? I would like to almost do to you what you did to me, <laughs> You've been where you flirted with me in front of everybody. Right. Now I'm going to call you out in front of Yeah. Me. Now I'm going to call you out in front of everybody and uh, it's going to be fine. That's so funny. Did and anybody was, say anything afterwards? No, because they just don't. They're all like, everyone's so fucking, everyone's so fucked up. No, everyone's so just in their own. It's like, ha ha ha. Okay, ner- back it's to a, my. It's a hospital, so no one's like, Doctor Stevens seemed a little. No right, one. Right. It <laughs> takes weeks before Doctor Stevens like, did you not notice that I was? They're like, no, I was. That's giving so CPR, funny. so I couldn't notice. That's so. That's so good. Yeah, they just can't. Um, I guess this is the same lady, but um, which one? Hawaii or are we or maybe I cut audio? them off. So I'm the one from Hawaii who is uh, describing a oh, vacation, vacation ship. ship. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your feedback. I just wanted to respond to your advice. Okay. Uh, you don't respond to our advice. You take it. <laughs> I tried street. to have casual sex locally and it just hasn't worked out for several reasons. I won't bore you with as far as men needing sex more than uh, every few months. I should have clarified. I'm not that concerned about monogamy as long as shit stays clean and I don't have an end goal of lifelong relationship in mind. I'm just trying to have some fun and uh, make sure my vagina doesn't atrophy. 
I know it's a long shot and maybe with time I'll be more compelled to seek something more um, realistic. This lady kind of contradicts herself. Uh, realistic or give these local boys another go. Anyways, I appreciate your perspectives. You're lovely humans. Yeah, because um, with time, but also you got to keep the booty call. You still that it's not even in, somebody else wrote about vacation chips and how they wanted. I love vacation chips. Like it's not a. You're just talking about a guy you fuck every couple months on vacation. It's not. It's like an ongoing thing. That's right. not really a relationship. It's just more like yeah. It's an ongoing. It's an open. It's you have a retainer on the on the, right. on the dick. Um, you have a retainer dick. on the dick. So, <laughs> um, so uh, you don't. I, I, I this is not it's not a relationship. It's just an ongoing thing. I yeah. don't even you can't call it a relationship. It's just some other shit. It's like it's, it's what it is. What she's describing is just too much of a fantasy. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just you would have to find the perfect situation. For you're connected, you like each other. He lives away, so there's a little emotional connection. There's sexual connection. You meet every few months. It's great. That it's like. I also said to the girl at SNL. By the way, I was like, I know that you. I get just wanting sexual attention from somebody. I was like, I get that that can be as satisfying as sex. It's just not for me. So, I again, I appreciate you not making me give it to you. You don't way. like mixed signals. No, I really don't. You it's really not don't. fun to me. It's not like, mm, it's gray area. Like, let's see what happens. <laughs> the mystery. Uh, like, no, nah, I don't fuck with mysteries. I know. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't think this, what this lady's talking about is, is. It's not feasible. She's it's need not to... any, it's not anything. It's like, so you see a guy every three months. It's the, I've have that. But if she really wanted it, she could go on these long distance apps where you know what are these long distance apps i don't know russiansmeet.com or some shit you just made this up i made that up but i know there are if you want to meet someone in a different country there are apps like right but i think you gotta know what the person before you travel yeah but yeah it's like you either you're doing 90 day fiance or you know them before she you're talking about mail order fuck buddy (laughs) Kind of, yeah. What? <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's not yeah. I don't. Work. I just like, and also, date a local guy, and just I don't know what this thing is like. Things you won't bore me with, but it sounds we like wanted, we want to be bored. Yeah, it also sounds like something you're not telling. Something's missing here. Also, you live in Hawaii, which has such a high volume of tourists. Go fuck one. And That's then they the will best point fly either one of away. Us make. You are. You could be in this. Go to the fucking Waikiki yeah. Hilton. <laughs> Go to Waikiki. Get Put the a day nice pass. skirt on and yeah. hang out at the fucking the bar. Yeah, the fucking pina colada. The Turtle Bay, whatever the fuck that Turtle right, Bay right. thing is that I stayed at, <laughs> wait, the, where they shot Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Uh, go there. Go to the zipline place. Kick yeah. it. Kick it out in front of the zipline place. Go to um, the Ana Moana Mall. Yeah, people will go back to Hawaii. Yeah, and you can stay at their hotel and then sleep at home. Badoi, badoi, we um, love you. Goodbye. All right, we have an audio question. This is an interesting. You've one. got mail. Hey guys, I'm just gonna jump right in here. About eight years ago, when I was 27, I got engaged to a great man. 
and a week later he died in a scuba accident. Since then, I've done a ton of work on grief and trauma, anxiety, and a little bit of depression. Over the past five years, I've had a few good relationships, but it always ends up the same. I literally one hour ago broke up with my boyfriend of over a year because he just can't emotionally let me in. I have a great support system who's really kind to me, but I'm not always sure that they're super honest with me. So I'm curious your honest take on why this pattern keeps happening. Can men just not handle a young widowed person? Or am I seeking out unemotionally available men? How Neil feel? What binky binky? Thanks from California. First of all, Young Widow was one of my favorite new rappers. Yeah. <laughs> second of all. Neil. Um, young Widow. Young Widow. Um, second of all, <laughs> you know you know who'd still be alive if he just stayed inside? The fucking guy. Because again, no, this is not outside, the this nothing part. good happens outside. 100 points for inside. Again, inside. Can better than outside. Can you scold her? Inside, period. <laughs> better than outside. Um, the I And this also runs <laughs> counter to... this is a, That whole audio was a vindication of everything I believe in. Which um, is? That outside's bad and that oh. men are not emotional. Okay. Um, uh, that you you can't find. I think that that is far more typical than than the emotional dumper. Dude, they start off like that. They, she gave him a year. What? Maybe her picker's off. I don't think. Again, I'd also like to counter something. Uh oh. Really? I did some statistical research last week. Okay. The odds of you being dating, marrying the person you're dating. I know you told me 12%. Can you not remind me? Yes, just 12%, me out. right? One in eight, 12%. Then that's a, that that's a, uh, uh, and then that, the 50% chance that won't work. So the joke I did last week is it's like, we're trying to hit a half court shot and then you miss and the, and then someone's like, what's wrong with your picker? <laughs> like I jump fucking shot. didn't hit. It's fucking impossible. Yeah, maybe you don't want to hit. the yeah, jump No, I bit. want to hit the shot. It okay. sounds great. Sounds it's very hard. And she, she sounds capable of love. I no, totally. And it sounds like she's fallen. She, she did great once. And that sound like, uh, you had a great person and, and he went outside and paid the price. Oh now, my god! Now, um, well, here the thing. I is- think if you have been in one, I think you're far more capable of being in another. And I don't think being a widow has anything to do with it, other unless you have like a shrine to the guy. Well, maybe she's she's doing the emotional dumps. I don't know. She's doing that the dumps? could if she's doing dumps on someone, it could be too heavy. And I don't know if she she said she's worked a lot on grief and stuff. So I believe she's seen a therapist or done some self work from what the video said or the audio. But if a guy is, oh my God, a fly, I'm going to kill. Sorry. I'm really, I don't like flies. Um, If a guy is after a year, like this is not working, I'm not letting you in. I'm wondering why, because why would a guy, no guy is in it for a year. If he is unwilling to, if he starts off and continues. Sure. Yes. Tell me why. Tell me why. Because part of it is sex. Yes. And you know who it's real hard to break up with? Women. You know who it's extra specially hard to break up with? A widow. You already feel bad breaking up with a girl. 
And then if she lost a guy, you're like, fucking goddamn. Let's give her some advice. How about just come? I think she should be more emotionally reserved before she lets. Maybe she's dumping too quick. I don't think she is. I don't. I mean, no. maybe she is. Maybe she is talking about um, the guy too much. Um, but I don't. If she's not. If you're not doing anything. As, if the guy didn't mention it. And the guy's not. She didn't mention that she. He wouldn't open up. It wasn't yeah. that she was too open. It's She said he won't open up. So. No, I know. I'm just wondering. It seems like maybe she might be. It's a lot. Sometimes if you date someone that's like, it's a lot, you end up not sharing as much because it's like, dude, you got a lot, you got a lot going on. Yeah. Now I'm going to throw my maybe, hat in yes, the ring. But yeah, possibly that, that he doesn't want to burden her. Or Because yeah. she said they're great guys. So I've like, dated so many different kinds of people. Yeah. And I can't say that they're not. What they were doing, what I was doing, it was because of this, and that people uh, people ascribe all this meaning onto something to which was like I wanted to fuck them a bunch of times, <laughs> but why? I don't know. I just like <laughs> like their butt, <laughs> and her neck smelled nice. It's not like well, my picker was right. calibrated to find a woman who I know. I don't fucking know. I don't think it's that. I think that's some some women putting shit on it. Goodbye. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You know, Bianca... At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. <laughs> there's nothing else like the NFL. And there's no better way to make the games more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing, Banks and listeners, and go to mybookie.ag. That's mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot Ask God. A-G. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And MyBookie.ag, Ask God, is the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where you should, too. Uh, I wouldn't be telling you guys this if if I didn't play it, if I didn't think it was great. And uh, like I said... It used to be the Wild West. You'd have to call a guy on a payphone. You'd get it, you, your life. It felt seedy. And this is like, just be a human being and bet on uh, football. Uh, if you're going to do it, go through my bookie. Yeah. And you want to tell him, uh, tell him Neil sent you. Here's how. Uh, if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season's the best time of year. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit if you use promo code NEAL, N-E-A-L, N-E-A-L is the promo code. They will double your deposit. They'll match your deposit. Like a rich parent, they will match your deposit. If you put $1,000 in your account, guess what, bro? 2000 Etc. Etc. Um, visit mybookie.askgod today. You play, 
You win or you get paid. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. You've got mail. Oh, here's the uh here's the other Dominican letter. I guess I did use it. Um I don't, we don't need to read it. She does what? say Bianca I identify spiritually as Japanese, so I feel you girl. Wait, what did I say? I identify as you well. like Japanese. You like the Asian. Uh, oh, I do. Yeah, I um, do identify as an Asian. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, You've got mail. I'm listening Thanks, to the girl. most recent episode in voluntary racial concur- incursion. Neil was talking about having a discussion regarding Indian Pakistani stereotypes with his Hassan Minhaj. Um, <laughs> get it, get it right. Call him now. Fucking motherfucker. This made me think about a running dialogue I've been having with my wife. For context, I'm 47 year old white man, a white. good, a good, clean white man, born and raised in Central Massachusetts. My wife is a 42 year old Indian immigrant, having moved to the states when she was 12. We met and live in NYC. When discussing racial issues, my wife has a tendency to equate her experiences with racism in this country with those of other peoples of color, particularly black people. My take on this is that these are somewhat false comparisons and uh, uh, and I cite any number of examples where I don't feel the Indian community received nearly the same kind of bias. This isn't to say that Indians and other groups don't get discriminated against, but to me, it doesn't seem to be the same kind of treatment to be a long shot, uh, by a long shot. Having been in many a room full of solely white other, other white people uh, in a fairly racist state in my youth, I don't know if the state is him or he's in a state, Oh, yeah, Massachusetts, um, very racist. Um, okay. I feel it's safe to say that I agree with Neil that most stereotypes Indians get from white folks are predictable, dot on the forehead, slurping machine, sub-a-poo-level bullshit, and that's about it. Uh, while other minority groups struggle, uh, while other minority groups struggle is undeniably real, H&F and WBT about other races <laughs> equivocating their struggles with that of black Americans. Thanks for the thought-provoking left. Uh, I will tell you as a white man. Yes, tell me. And I'm really running counter to everything I do on this <laughs> podcast. Is you can't tell other races what to do about racism. <laughs> you can't tell your your Indian wife to be like. Actually, you can't actually your wife Can about it, why not if it's equating to something that like if he finds holes in her argument. Bianca, don't get listen, in the way of a, of a person's self-pity. Listen. Do not take away a person's Damn, self-pity. Damn, that's actually Do not. Don't you so dare for one second get in the way of someone's self-pity. That is the tea of it all. Yeah, you cannot. People, that's the nectar. I, however, can because, um, one, traditionally Indians in this country do not like black people. Oh, that well, there you go. And that is, that maybe is what you should for say. For me, I'm just a little bit like, oh, hold up now. Okay. Yeah. Because if you can judge them in every... I mean, you're... I, a lot of Middle Eastern communities do look down on black people. A lot of Asian communities do look down on black people. And This whatever. lady sounds like she may not. I'm but sure she it doesn't. If you point out most of your brethren are worse to black people than white people are to Indian people, that'll shut her down. Real nice. Real nice and nice and tight, baby. Down. Just shut it down. Because that's that's the only... That's the only... I don't know. For me, my res- visceral reaction is... Okay, but... Very convenient to uh, align yourself. Because in this country, the standard most oppressed is, you know... And it's black. also Paul Mooney's joke of everybody wants to be with him, nobody wants to be with him. Mm, uh, mm, it's mm, like, yeah, we're mm. just like black hum, people. Hum, 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 hum. Yeah, until yes. you get pulled over or until you right. yeah it's tons of a lot of indians are stopped and frisked well, they're being denied loan i mean again they're redlined that none of the 
almost none of it is is analogous to no, no. the black experience. Uh, and it's funny. There is a some reality star that's uh, Puerto Rican. I won't even like Evelyn not... Lozado. Oh, I kept seeing her and I didn't it. know. You I was know. like, maybe we talk about. It. I couldn't unpack. I was like, I don't care about this lady. You, yeah, she's not to be cared about, but she is like uh, on Basketball Wives, and she's fucked a lot of athletes. Yeah, Ocho Cinco. In fact, I won't get into it, but there was a woman who I. It's a long story. Oh, connect yeah. the dots. Yeah, it's so a, there's a connection we made. I'm not going to get into it. She has. F- traditionally said she's she identifies as puerto rican she's not black at all and then she went on breakfast club and was like i'm afro latin and i everyone was like excuse me yeah nah, nah, nah. what the fuck are you talking about it, it's weird so people are bringing uh they're tweeting at her her old tweets of like yeah. i'm not black and now all of a sudden you're afro latin and i think people are getting confused on what afro latin is it's just there's a whole continent it's called Africa. There's black people there. They spread out. So you have right. African-Americans or Afro-American. But or spread out is a, a was, putting it charitably. Yeah, I know. I'm just not. They you were know, kidnapped to different enslaved, places. And they were taken all throughout the Americas yes. and Europe and the Caribbean yes. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So in not everywhere, but China and China. But if you say instead of African-American, you just called it Afro-American. Then it makes more sense. You're Afro-American. You're Afro-Latin. You're Afro-Caribbean. It's just what kind of... You're all black. It's just where where you come from. Well, I'm black from America. Well, I'm black yeah, from well, Latin America. Well, she played herself by originally saying she's not black. Yeah, and so. never ever identifying it yeah. and just being like going out of her way to say, no, no, no. But yeah. I, what I'm saying is people were debating. She's Puerto Rican. She probably has... Uh, she's mixed heritage. She probably does have an African grandma somewhere. So why not? Why can't she say Afro Latin? But Afro Latin is very specific. It's just saying you're a black person from Latin America with like, I'm sure mixed blood, but you just yeah. look black. She didn't want any of the Afro. No, not she until 2019 when yeah, it's when it's hot. Hot. The streets the are hot with uh, Af- Afro-ness. <laughs> Goodbye. You've uh, got mail. This is another long... Hi, Neil Bianca. You guys have been shitting on long-distance relationships for the past couple podcasts. <laughs> oh, wow. LDRs. There's a whole I know people Reddit. say that. I was like, By the way, oh. Reddit, I've really been using Reddit the right way recently. Like what? There are so many subgroups. Oh, yeah, the subs. That are amaz- like, ama- like amazing. Like, so fucking great. And they have guidelines and rules. Yep. And if you follow, it's like, dude, that's great. not what we're trying to talk about. Right. But I like... I just like that there's an LDR one. Long-distance <gasps> relationships one. Oh, um, for the past couple of podcasts, 23-year-old guy that just started on LDR. It makes me feel pretty shitty. Is there no <laughs> hope for me? I just flew across the country to visit her at school and meet her family and already have another trip booked for October. This is after she was in my hometown all summer. She plans to move back to my hometown early next year after she graduates. And I plan, and I plan for me and her to see each other once a month until then. Everything is going great, I bet. Is there hope for us if we have time... If we have a timetable on when it will no longer be long distance and if we see each other monthly, seems to me like LDRs are just more work and people are too lazy or simply don't care enough about their significant other to make them work. That's what that's the that's the misapprehension that you go into. Yeah. Oh, no, no. no. We're going to work hard. No. It's not the situation. It was your effort level. Uh, HBT, you can tell me I'm wrong. It's OK. No, you're, we know it's OK. We will. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, um, 
the yeah it's not it's it's an institutionally bad thing because of the institution it's it, not the, it, because the people who did it were lazy no it's the like foundation people, is flawed yeah. you cannot win it's a lot of times in comedy it's a human thing where sure. when there's a bad crowd you, we all you, go you well, do longer you haven't seen me it's like you run the light either the crowd's really fucking good or you're bombing yeah, and you can't get a big enough lap to yeah. get off. Yeah, and you're just like, I'm not uh, getting off on that one. It's or women think that they can tame a crazy person. It's like, no, you, the motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> it's not effort level. It's like, well, he hasn't met my right. It's not magic wand. Plenty of no. effort goes into every every LDRs. one of these. I could give you ten numbers of bitches that tried, <laughs> tried to get on the fucking Bronco and got <laughs> and got tossed. Didn't make their seven seconds. So. He's- if you're uh, again, there was a guy. Who, I want to bet this kid, but there's no way to prove it. Right. I like it's, to not like I like to bet against relationships, but there was a buddy of mine who was like, "Dude, I think I met her," and he was like 20. It was Drew Michael. It was probably four years ago, comedian. And he's like, "I think this is the one." And I was like, "How long have you known her?" And he's like, "Uh, just over the weekend." And I go, "Drew, if you're married to her for five years, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars." Damn, worth it just for yeah, that waiter. And he couldn't do it. He was like, you're right. Uh, the, the reason it's why, not the institution. It's the institution. It's not effort or people. Also, the reason why it is that, so he just, just so he understands, is that you guys are in a fantasy world. This yes. is not reality. Right. And it feels like you are. You talk on the phone every time. Yep. You're texting constantly. I was always on the phone with my boyfriend for years, texting, calling. Yep. You're. It's not a lack of communication. It's not a lack of trying. I flew back and forth to Germany all the time. It's that once you're actually together, yeah, the fact that he has an end date is good, but it, it's it that, ain't. You don't want you're gonna start when that happens. You don't want to move. Do not for do a that. person ever. You will. It will. Not you pregnant. will not be able to perceive things clearly in that city because you'll be too upset. You'll you'll be too pressure. You don't want to. Yeah, you can't be honest about your appraisal because. You're like, eh, she'll know it's about her. And the only reason I'm her- here is because of her. And I have to get a job I don't like because of her. Her Any reason. It's like, you ever date she'll, a widow? You will, I'm yeah. Kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> no, but you just can't. You need to be able to move freely. Nah. If she happens to end up in the same city as you, that's one great. Thing. But in the meantime, it ain't about effort. And by the way, he said at the beginning he's 23. He didn't mean to tell us. He, oh, yeah, we he, knew. That kid stinks And he said he just started a yeah, long-distance relationship. Kid stinks at it's 23. a terrible idea, and you're going to look back on it and be like, I could have I could have used those youthful years to get to know myself and what I really yes. want better. And now you're entering in this domestic partnership. For nothing. For nothing. No yes. guarantee. And by the time she moves there, that's when your relationship will start. Yes. That, and then from then on, that's when you'll really yes. know, will this work? Because every time and you go see again, her. again, you'll resent each other for resentful. making you She's like, I have came such here. such a big effect on each other's lives when the beginning has to, a lot of it has to be coincidental. It's also like once she moves there, you have this added pressure that no one else has of this has to work. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? You might as well like sign, open a small business together. (laughs) Get a dog. You guys should open a cupcake. (laughs) Do everything. And get a dog. (laughs) Get a dog and and, buy a house. uh, Yeah. Buy a house and start a nonprofit. (laughs) Goodbye. Um, You've got me. I write. This is a good one. I write you in sincere <laughs> confession and apology. He called you Nelly and 
Binaka, which is Oh, he, did he? Really? Yes, he sure did. <laughs> Yo, hi, Nelly and Binaka. He calls it back at the end. I write you in sincere confession and apology. In eighth grade science, we had to do a presentation on our favorite inventor. I picked George Washington Carver, and when showtime came, I put shoe polish on my face and tap danced out, waving my arms in big circles while my friend played the entertainer on keyboard. <laughs> I proceeded to talk about peanut butter in a thick southern accent, black scent, uh, for all of five minutes before getting played out the very same way. Looking back, I have no idea where I even got the idea from and have no clue that it was wildly offensive. The bit killed and we all saw, we all only saw it as hilarious. I honestly still get a chuckle thinking about it in a sort of, oh my God, I can't believe I did that shit type of way. What I really don't get is that the same year, I did a project on the Black Panther Party, this time not in blackface. <laughs> Thank God. Um, where I argued that they were heroes of civil rights. Since then, I've been to college for Afro Am studies, written papers on how to deconstruct white privilege, and been a good ally to friends of color. Can I be forgiven? Has my wokeness outweighed the actions of my childhood? How Nelly Belly <laughs> can Banaka Stamaka? <laughs> P.S. My girlfriend recently came home. Excited to show me this new product called Banaka. It's basically mouthwash, but in a spray. I thought she was fucking with me, but nope. She's just finding out about it. And yes, they still make Banaka. Uh, I think you've certainly done your penance, even though you didn't do it for... I don't think that you were trying to compensate for the blackface even subconsciously i don't think that you're like i injured someone no. i because you sounds like you injured no one i think if you're i mean maybe you injured black people in a in a in a meta way in that <laughs> the people that saw you do blackface so thought a little less of black people in general but that's incalculable and let's say the answers let's say it's a push um i i i think you yeah everybody's does dumb shit it's Especially not blackface, when you're young, it's like, but yeah, it's not blackface. Usually, you fucking racist, most of it is never blackface. Yeah, most none of most of the time it's not blackface. But for some people, it is blackface, uh, and it sounds like you know you've you've uh, you've done you've been decent since then. It's an interesting thing where the it's always the people who. Like I used to say that Stevie Wonder thing to the kid who sat in front of me, right? Or the public enemy Stevie Wonder. And meanwhile, I wonder. And then I'm. And then my life heavily involves the N word. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or right. like I saw something there, the absurdity of a clip, an audio clip on a public enemy record getting this, like. And then that becomes like it. That's just what I'm into. Right. Like I've I was into it in high. I had a picture of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King on my wall in high school. Oh my, that's from so cute. Do the right, do the right thing. So like, I don't know because I like Spike Lee. I didn't know how odd it was. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's you like you were also not outraged when you read the like robbers and niggers comment. Yeah, I was like, yearbook. what the fuck are you doing? It was funny and it was stupid. Funny and, and like, stupid. Like, uh, so ironically enough, Chappelle made a point a long time ago. There was a we worked with a producer who was very like sexual and like all that. And he had gone to the seminary 
And Chappelle made the, uh, maybe it was me, but I think it was him. But he was like, "It's funny the guys who always get the closest, the people that like I almost became a priest and instead I became a libertine. Right. Like ah, like I this is a thing in me. Right. So this kid did blackface and then he's like uh, African. Like he was interested in George Washington Carver and the Black Panthers and all right. that shit. And you play with it. You were raised quite Catholic, and now you're an atheist. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's I think just, that's that's like the every that kind of happens to everybody. Right. But I think like, when yeah. it's like you're interested in something, right? It, you get close to yeah yeah. Yeah, just it's like, like you do. It's like you. It's the you'll be the flip side. Right. You'll be both at some point. Exactly. Uh, but having said that, just hope it's not on the internet. Yeah, if there was a video of that, and he became something, yeah, Disney. Rachel Dolezal, um, <laughs> she's cool. I mean, you know how I feel. Goodbye. Um, um, you want this one? The next. Yeah, you've got mail. Yes, I do. Neil and Bianca. You're going too high before you start. You got to start. It's like the 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 Star Spangled Banner. You got to start at a low key. You Neil and Bianca. There we go. Whites who did black, well, a lot of blackface. Whites who did blackface aren't the same as a tribe with no outside contact. Neil, the level of obliviousness that may be the same. The level of the level of obliviousness may be the same, but the fact that they had a hand or two in oppression makes that aloofness all the more damning. Bings. You gave all the right pushback on this, and I loved it. Neil, I understand what you're seeking a consistent... I understand why you're seeking consistent punishment, but it sounds like an attempt at absolution, i.e. live with the fact that you've said the N-word way too many times. <laughs> no punishment. Just learn. With all that said, Trudeau should probably be reelected. This is well-timed, and the alternative is scary. That wasn't very good. Uh, that's fine. We'll deal with it. <laughs> it was rough. We'll cut it together. No, we'll just non-care. leave it. Okay. Um, uh, uh, the okay, this guy's. I think I like this guy. Thinks he's making a good point. So the the but jokes on him. It's a bad point. Um, the so uh, the oblivious the level of obliviousness may be the same but the fact that they had a hand or two in oppression makes the, the aloofness all the more damning okay so but that kid whose letter we just read didn't really know that that he'd had a hand in the oppression he was just he had just been introduced to sounds like black history and it i bet he knew more than most of his peers Right, just to know that the the Black Panther Party were heroes, and uh, George Washington Carver, even though he's like the top, like person taught in school, right? He didn't. They don't know. So their aloofness. So at what point should a ten year old know? Uh, Trudeau's blackface was no, 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 multiple. Uh, times. Yes, but I'm not talking. I wasn't talking about. It. I was talking oh, about oh, oh. white people as an un. The aloof kids are not aloof. They don't know what they don't know. But I knew if someone came into my eighth grade class in blackface, everyone would know that was fucked up. Because you went to school probably around a bunch of different races. It was mostly white. 
In, okay. in Silicon Valley in the right, 80s. Right, but it's a, it's, just, it's a sophisticated area. Yeah, I live. I grew up in a nice, very cultured, very progressive yeah. sort of area. This kid didn't. I, if no yeah, one knew sure. it was fucked up, who's in charge of... Which kid is in charge of learning who's oppressed and what to do about it? Right. Because it's not aloofness at that age. But we... Before I graduated from elementary school, we had to watch Roots. We had to talk about slavery. We covered a lot it of that. It sounds like this kid did not have the same experience. Well, then we have, um, we have a thing to work and, on for and, society. And even Justin Trudeau, I don't think he's... Alo- I think he just genuinely didn't know. I don't think it was malicious. I, I don't, don't think, think it was malicious, but I think it was... It also wasn't... I'm yellow and I'm blue. It, it wasn't the same thing. I mean, he knew he was pretending to be another race. I don't think it was malicious, but I think he thought it was cute that look at me, I'm a black guy. Look at me, I'm an As Indian. As I said, every like, oh. every costume is fucked up. Oh yeah, every Halloween <laughs> costume is fucked up. But what what I'm saying is, you gave him excuse that he was a senator's son, and what else was he supposed to do? I I understand. I, I totally think the agree. senator's son thing makes it like takes away the the obliviousness i think if anything yeah. he's got he should have access to better education very very it's, good education the, it's more like the kid in the letter above where it's like i he had no way of knowing i didn't know that it was fucked up to make fun of uh, bombs to make fun of homeless people i right. just didn't know right. i had no idea that you shouldn't go as a midget no fully and i know there's a level of ignorance going on it wasn't on here. aloofness right it most people are busy it's almost like the 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 thing of entertainment being. It's like people are bit or Saturday Live. It's like people are fucking busy. They don't worry about. Right, right. They're not worried about your hospital. emotional state. But, or I don't go through life going like, what? What's my cultural blind spot? I'm 19. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm eight. Or I'm a 14. Or I'm. You don't think about it until it gets you know to qu- quote. Frederick Douglass, who a lot of people have been talking about lately, according to Donald Trump, uh, people are hearing more and more about him. Uh, He's you, trending. His, uh, his great quote, it's a Neil Oldman quote. Yes. Power concedes nothing without a demand. Yeah. They're not fucking, no one's going to give it up willingly. No, never. So In this thing of like, you shouldn't be aloof. Aloofness concedes nothing without a demand. Okay, but in Canada, I understand blackface in America. You have a lot less of an excuse, but in Canada, there's plenty of Indian immigrants that were there. They didn't just come the last time. I had I did a joke and the, uh, what? with uh, Rock over the phone where he was like, "Do they have blackface in Canada?" I go, "I doubt they turned it away." I doubt they were like, <laughs> "No, it got nine standing ovations. Not interested." Right. Like they were like, "What is it? No, we're not having it. Not here. We don't. We don't like entertainment. <laughs> Absolutely not. And they have a lot of Indians, natives. Yes, and, it, and they, they have do a lot make a bigger of, deal a huge... about that. Apparently, it's like the cultural tapestry. I remember my uh, girlfriend from Canada, who, by the way, I should say for the record, Canadian women. If a really hot girl hits me up on Instagram without even looking, I go, "She's Canadian." Why? I don't know. Like I'm Wait, more exotic there. Oh, you think I hot get, Canadian? If you I get, get eights more. in America, I get nines and tens in Canada. Ooh. And I think it's also important to rate women by number. <laughs> it is progressive. I am. I am. I'm young. <laughs> and I'm, I'm transgender. <laughs> um. So, yeah. It's it, it once if he was in Scandinavia or something. I'm like, okay, what, whatever. 
or Australia. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to put you in a bubble because there are Canada has their own issues with brown skinned immigrants and natives. I that, also yes, I also think there's something I mean, to be said for if you know it's fucked. If someone tells you, "Hey, that's fucked up," and you do it again, yeah, that's where you're a piece of shit. Fool me once, right? Shame on you. Yes, fool me once, can't fool me. once, can't fool me. Yeah, fool me once, shame on. Shame on you. Fool me twice. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Goodbye. That's it. Like He just has the unfortunate luck of being a PM. Yeah. You've got mail. What can you do? Um, Ooh, guys. Ooh, uh, guys. Hey, guys. Been with my girlfriend for about three years and the other night. This is great, this question. Okay, okay, okay. This okay. is the state of being in a relationship as a man. Oh, Lord. Hey, guys. I've been with my girlfriend for about three years and the other night she got upset at me for attempting to masturbate <laughs> when she went to sleep. For some context. We are in a long-distance relationship. That was your uh, first mistake. Right now, and we visit each other a couple times a month. Cool. During this visit to her place, we had a fun-filled day, and she went to sleep while I stayed up and watched TV. I'm very physically attracted to her, and she sleeps naked. naked. So it's only a matter of time uh, before I start touching her. Now, in the past, we agreed that I could wake her up for sex, and, <laughs> they talk and about I have... It. And I have, but every every time, uh, 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 every time, uh, every time she would be uh, slightly annoyed that she couldn't fall back to sleep afterwards. Um, would have to clean herself. <laughs> so, dude, you, didn't you didn't need to add that, that one in. You didn't need we, that. We knew. We've all had sex before. We know what happens. <laughs> I we know it's gooey. Okay, clean uh, I took that as a stop waking her up for sex. Now, back to that night. I start cuddling up and fondling her. This guy's got a horrible way with the words. Uh, while she was asleep and she turned over and brushed my hands off. Taking yeah. that as a rejection of my advances, I got up a couple minutes later to go to the bathroom, but I managed to wake her up in the process. She asked me what I was doing, and once I told her, she immediately gets upset. I asked her what's wrong, and she admits that she doesn't understand why I would want to jerk off when she's right there. She doesn't really ever initiate sex, so it's hard to know what she wants, uh, when she wants it, and I don't want to use her just to get me off. If I wake her up, she complains, and if I don't, she complains. Either way, I'm still I still fucked her that night. Jesus, but what am I missing? But am I missing something? What is Neil Binky thinking? How do you feel now? First of all, I think he is reading into her her actions way too much she said wake me up if you want to fuck then just wake her up right and like, then she, she said why did you wake me and then she said why did you she brushed his hands off yeah because that's what you do no stop this comes down oh stop ah you scream at the top of what your is she gonna you touch her it's like let's do it it's like no, no you just like try you a don't little. push their hands off especially if you said hey when you want to fuck me let's fuck she's in the middle of sleeping i Again, these you are don't her know rules. what state this. You don't know if she was like, you can't be like, oh, she said stop. I'm gonna go jerk off. You could maybe wake You're her up. You're so much better off jerking off than you are pushing through. But it feels like he was all clunky and loud he didn't on purpose. Mean to wake her up. You don't know that. Well, I you don't either. I know. That's why we're fighting about this. Mm. I feel like he was like on purpose loud. Um. First of all, only a woman would do that. <laughs> it's a real woman's move to be fake, fake quiet. Um, in order to, and you know that, and that's why you're laughing. That's why the joke worked. I just think it's funny. Um, the, 
I feel like she win. told him, wake me. No, because if this was a guy and this was a girl, you would be like, she, he told you to wake him up. You are finding every reason not to. But I feel like he would 100% defend it. She told, said, you can wake me up. And then she was consistent with that with like, hey, you woke me up. What are you doing? I'm right here. Why would he? he no, but he said every time he's woken her up, she seemed annoyed and didn't like it. He is uh, putting a lot on her. He's re- he's taking a it. woman at her word. No, he's is not. What he's doing. He's taking. He's not taking her at her word. Her word is when you are horny. Okay, I'm wake sorry. Me up. He's picking up on her body yeah. language. Yeah, which she's you're not supposed taking her to as a guy. You're not supposed when you're to fucking not. Her. No, you're exactly wrong. No, sorry, not when you're already in a relationship. What do you no, mean? you're wrong. I, we're you can in a relationship. Get charged. We used to be able to rape until the late seventies, <laughs> okay. man. You couldn't. A wife was unrapeable, anyway. and then they really fucked us with these newfangled laws. I don't get them. <laughs> you, you, you're. She's saying fuck me. He goes. She says no, and seems annoyed. If I'm him, first of all, it's an LDR, so the whole thing's bunk anyway. I know. Um, from the jump. Come on uh, now. Like, that was your first. We you know how we even feel. Read the letter. We should have just canceled the podcast. <laughs> um, should we leave? So, you know, I, I don't, I think that you're, you jerk off and then you go, what do you want me to do? You tell her your problem, which is I wanted to, I tried to fuck you. If you slap your hands, does that mean... So your thing is slapped is different. My, than I brushed. love it. My my girl seems aggravated every time we fuck. It's the shit. No, you. But the thing is, if a guy was really clear and said, "Yes, I will fuck you every time you do this," and a girl's like, "And I just feel like he really doesn't deep down," you would be like, "He said he does." Typical woman thinking that he means this and that. He said he does. A guy would never begrudge a woman for making him fuck her ever. So it's a, the whole thing is I'm a just saying argument. I feel like the girl is being very clear something that you love and is and is being consistent. Something Not, that you love. She's being consistent with her word, but if Aziz taught us anything, you can't take women at their word. You Dude. have to take them at their unconscious signals. No, what If a woman sees annoyed seems annoyed Yet, yes doesn't mean yes. Like, yes doesn't mean yes. Like, ugh, fine isn't a yes. As Jamila, our future guest, hey, Jammy espouses Jam. enthusiastic consent is what men should ask for. And yes. this is not enthusiastic consent. And I will, we, she and I, we'll all talk about it. The, uh, my always, me and Jamila's main argument is, uh, is or my main argument with Megan is that she's utopian and that like enthusiastic consent would take 40 percent of sex off the table <laughs> like what relationship is like here we go it's service yes it's come a on service position yes it's a service position but what, what do you need fine but what you're saying is basically i want you to want to do it which is fucking glass no, to a i ear. don't want you to be mad at me i don't she's want you to be not. annoyed Bianca, he said she's annoyed every time I and question, slapped her arms off. I want him to have an honest conversation with him and be like, I feel like you're being annoyed. Am I reading into your behavior wrong? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I like think that, that's clear. what he should say. And I would okay. like to hear what he and said. And we wouldn't and, know the answer. Because, and then let, again, okay. $10,000 if you make it <laughs> to marriage. And you, and you make it last, sucker. It's not, okay. you don't get the money. Don't get so the questions, it. all right, so this, there was a long setup and then this is the last. Okay. Uh, it's about fucking that kid who got fired from Saturday Night So what? the questions are, given the social climate of cancel culture and the variability of people's humor, is there a way to tell whether racial jokes are clever or crafty 
or just clever and crafty or just outright racist? Or is it that inexplicable you just know that spidey sense you get from a joke teller when they tell a joke uh, in that moment, manner, tone, body language, etc.? Must a comic, especially white comics, first somehow establish or telegraph to the audience that he, she's not racist before they can tell racial jokes without backlash, kind of like what Neil did in Women and Black Dudes? In this article, uh, someone, someone implies that maybe Shane Gillis... Oh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote an article about Shane Gillis, so that's the world we're in. Uh, could have gotten out of it's like a Mad Lib. Right, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote a blank about blank. Um, could have gotten out of this pickle if he'd expressed true remorse. But even if he did, can he ever tell a racial joke again without being labeled a racist? Or better yet, could he tell the greatest racial joke ever conceived and still get credit for its greatness without the specter of racism spoiling it? Or are the quality of jokes forever tied to whoever tells it? I guess. Gillis would need to have uh, have a redemptive arc where he somehow proves he's not racist before skeptics could accept and appreciate a racial joke from him. But otherwise, given people's indication to write off people and discrimination to give and and disinclination to give second chances, I'm inclined to say no. He can't come back to mainstream from this if even if he continues his brand of comedy. Uh, I mean, look, I, I don't think that I think that. You, it is. It's hard to prove you're not racist. It's very yeah. hard to prove that you're not racist because if you have to, you're already at a deficit. Right. <laughs> um, it's the old. Do you still beat your wife? Right. Like what? No. no. Then you. Then you're saying you used to beat. Yeah. Your wife. So, I, I think he probably will not. It'll be a while. I mean, I don't think. I think anyone can come back because people's. Well, people's memories are weirdly short as much as they especially if you do something high quality yeah you're good um and what he did was dumb uh and uh, having said that also i know a lot of black dudes who do chinese voices what i can think of one it? off the top of my head right now Don't who i used it. to who did it on his netflix special uh so it's not black guys aren't gonna hold it against you <laughs> No, but most of the time, people holding your bad pass against you are white. Of course, but I don't think Asian people are dying to hang out with them. <laughs> no one's dying to hang out <laughs> with this guy. But he he said, "Can you have a what do you say like a clever, well written, amazing joke?" And it's still be like if it's a racial joke that's clever and well written, it's probably racist it's just very like that's right but here's the thing about racial humor and i don't know if i've ever told you this if i've said this on the show okay so take a uh take a black comedian right yeah best example 20 years 25 years ago dave did a joke uh you'd never have a black santa claus because we wouldn't get presents till the 28th 29th maybe <laughs> right okay kill that is so great. funny great. great right it's so good in order for the audience to get that, they have to know that black people have a reputation for being right. late. So, but if a white person tells a joke, if a white person tells that same joke, it's deemed racist. Yeah. Even though we all ex expect everyone to know these stereotypes, only certain groups are licensed to use the stereotypes, okay. even though... In order for it to work as a joke, we all have to agree that it's kind of true that black people are late. But there, what's the problem with that? Because you're 
not saying that the stereotype's not true. Part of it is, well, you're not like his thing was that he said uh, he went to a rest an Asian Chinese restaurant and they said they pronounced him noodle, right? Yeah. I don't know why you're laughing, Bianca. It's almost <laughs> as if you've heard else. Asian people pronounce noodle like that. Else. Okay, so it's not that it's not true. The, because stereotypes are the point of stereo the 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 pushback on stereotypes is they're not true and and like you can't say them because stereotypes are not true that's the that's what we say in the public but we all yes, know that but we all play a double game where we're going mm, maybe they do say that. maybe they do say there are like else i don't know maybe i maybe only the ones i've dealt with say that maybe the hundreds of asian you know what i mean like so that's what i'm saying is a bit of the bullshit but that's more of, especially in comedy, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, I feel like that falls into a just more human nature of comedy. I'm not able to laugh with you if you're making fun of somebody else that isn't on stage. If you're making fun of black people and it's funny technically, it we all feel way too racist laughing at it. Or if a black person's making fun of breast cancer survivors. But that's not because I, I, when I have a that. lot of black jokes. Right. I wouldn't do them if there weren't black people around because it felt gross to me. The audience didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but it no. felt gross to me to be like... But what I mean is the more edgy, harder-hitting, like, ooh, it's it's like you doing the Black Santa one. That feels very like, like on the nose of a particular stereotype. And I think those ones are really reserved for that person. I agree, but in order... Like even I'm sure if there's like maybe not Dave because Dave has magical comic powers where he can get away right. with a lot. But if I don't know, Ian did a Chinese impression. I don't know if that would land. Uh, no, of course not. Because he's basically we're all laughing at someone else. Whereas it really you have to have either the right. race. So or the, to your point, there's not there's no consistency. What and that's what the I mean, that's the the guy like I want. I always want consistency. Want but consistency. what I'm saying is there is no consistency. And when you're dealing with you're canceled, you're not you're it's right. You know, we can SNL all make says fun Dave of white people. Can't though. That's be on the show. Right. I'm sorry. SNL says Shane Gillis can't be on the show. But Dave, anytime you want. It, it's just kind of like. I don't know. It's just not. It's not consistent because yeah. we can all make fun of white people. That I don't even care about. I mean, no, that's I know, very but I just obvious. Yeah. It's, it's all the oppressed. Who's more oppressed? Well, yes. a black person can't make fun of a gay person now, kind of. They can, they can. But yeah, but then the point is who is punching to, up and punching down. It's yeah, the, exactly. It's, and I don't think I said it on the show. Maybe I said this on the show in a weird way. If I'm in a relationship with a black woman mm -hmm. and she is uh, fucking a pain in the ass and bossy <laughs> and... Am I punching up? Am I punching down? Yeah, okay. Because she's black? If I do jokes about what a fucking pain in the ass my girlfriend is? Right. There's no... <laughs> and that's the thing is there's no... Even the argument that people made for Dave, which is Dave's not... The transgender has more power than black people. Well, right now, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So 100%. who's who's... Maybe Dave, a famous <laughs> black person, has more power. Like, 
Right. We'd have to do the actual calculation. Like, and then it just gets into perception. Like, actually, I don't think we could debate it. Like, okay, for example, Burr complain like he'll have jokes about his wife right ne- and- like bill's wife's black he'll complain about her but he is doesn't it racist always, but he also doesn't always bring her race into it it's just like no my wife but but that's what i mean if i don't mention someone's race as i'm discriminating against is that against a little them, bit like is it's just, am i i don't think bill's being dishonest but no. i'm just saying it doesn't make it any less right discriminatory and that's why this shit is not Right, it's like if you, because you said you don't like weaves. What if you're like, ah, my girlfriend's hair smells weird, but you didn't reveal yeah, if that I don't, she had a black Everyone black. would think that's racist because the fact that black women have to wear weaves is fucked up. And right, right. but meanwhile, I the amount of white women I know wearing weaves now it's is crazy. insane. And so yeah, it's kind of it depends. And right, you don't like so, again. Yes, there are no fat, hard and fast rules. But it comes down to, I mean, power in a way. Like Shane, like Eddie Murphy can say, "There's faggot rules," and he's going to host Saturday Night Live in November, yeah. or whatever. He said recent last week that he cringes when he listens to some of that shit. I mean, I'm, I'm sure though. Like, what about you? When you go listen to your old shit, are you just like, I, love Ugh. It. I think I'm getting worse. <laughs> uh, I don't uh, now because I don't even saying the N word. I think it's a funny fucking joke. Like it's about being called it and then call it's call, being called it, calling myself that and then saying it in a rap song. I'm not going around like these. I don't. Yeah, no, that's, that's not. These I don't them. believe in that. Yeah. Um, but he asked, should you announce you're not racist? Like, I think that. Well, no. What he what cringy. I pointed out in the past. I don't know if I maybe he noticed it. But anytime I do racial jokes now, you do a disclaimer. I, I do a I say my black friends. What? You I mean, say like I, I, my black friends do this. Uh, my black friends do this. My black. so it's not just these blacks. Okay. Um, it's and it, an it's based on it's true, but I wouldn't do it with. I mean, I guess I do my white friends, but um, yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, but but it uh, it helps. Are there some if you're going up to work out a set? I would like to say some one more thing, which is, yes. I think if when a black person hears a white person say my black friends, I bet a part yeah. of them's like, the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's the like, I have the credits roll. to kind of prove it, but yeah, like, but most of the time, but, it's but not. then also me and Dave disagreed and had a public feud, so they think I'm the race. Like again, there's all that like <laughs> double shit. It if you were working out bits that were black heavy. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know black top yeah. racial yep. whatever. Would you? And then you got to whatever room you're working at him, and you realize it's just very white. Do you, does that deter you from working on it? Does it make you feel a little like, eh? I'll save these. Uh, I don't. Yeah, like I don't. I wouldn't do them. I wouldn't do the working ones unless there were black people there. Yeah, because I just didn't want to talk about the n word around with no black people or right, right. It's just like no. It's like yeah. a fucking clan rally. <laughs> It's just so gross. Like, <laughs> um, oh my God, that's so uh, that's it. I have nothing else to say. We'll Finally. make it. I mean, I have stuff to say, but it'll be off so the air. It'll be in my <laughs> normal life. Don't worry about that. I'll keep talking. Uh, and we will see. I'll see you. Oh, uh, rate us. Would you? 
Keep rating us because it gets us on these goofy lists. And I know. Actually, today is National Podcast Day. So, oh. um, goodbye. I don't know. Is there one more? Yeah. Oh. Oh shit. Oh. You've got mail. J K. J to the K. Hey Bianca, hey Neil, love the show, love you guys, and uh, this is in regards to men crying. I don't really cry unless it's a funeral or something to that extent. Uh, recently I cried because me and my girlfriend broke up of five years and a half, but other than that I just kind of hold the tears in and let that transfer and fuck over other parts of my life. Thank you, love the show. Yeah, that's the male <laughs> eco- That's the male, most males emotional ecosystem. Repression. It's Burr's kind of whole act is about that. Oh, yeah. Just repressing anger. Or repressing anything, anything but letting out anger. Right. It was the, like, he like he couldn't cry when his, yeah. he had to give his dog away and stuff yeah. like that. I was like, that's such a real thing. Men are an angry trumpet. We just fucking compress <laughs> and then out come from all the compression comes a fucking. <laughs> that's that's basically just anger. Do you cry? If you're not watch, do you watch things and cry? No. What? I don't. I mean, I haven't. You watch so many sad documentaries. I haven't cried. It's been a while. I might have almost cried during the Michael Jackson one. I was a little wiped the other night after SNL, like that. I wasn't crying, but I was like ten percent, like open. Right. Like. But I wasn't like. (laughs) It was just like. Exhaust like I couldn't take it there. Um, it sounds stressful as yeah, fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't. It's been a second. I cry all the time. Yeah, that's. Look at you. You're broad. <laughs> that's you. what you do. I love it. It's yeah. easy. It get you get it out. It feels good. You're done. I know, but I don't. I don't know. Our bodies don't make, or even a better metaphor would be like a. Uh, a power plant where like all this shit comes in and just we just give off anger <laughs> the steam yeah like it's the steam is just all anger whereas women's is like no nah, nah, hope <laughs> and just like what where do you hope where'd you find that yeah from from that um so so yeah i don't cry and i never will i hope you cry i hope to see you cry one day you're a bitch <laughs> For wishing that on me. No, I don't mind crying. I just haven't had uh, oh, much, uh, much reason to cry. Yeah. So. Well, that's good. All right. Maybe if you went outside a little more often, you'd Mm-mm. cry. No, oh, thank you. I'll be here. Are you crying at the beach? Outside does make me cry because it stinks so bad <laughs> and they, it wants to kill us. Um, all right. God, week. God bless you. See you in a week. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Bye. Stay inside. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. How do you feel? 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 How do you feel?